ship's log NG-10-40. The peace talks were successful. This is unacceptable. Admiral progressive illithid faction received a commitment for a blank tadpole campaign, which will greatly increase their integration with the wider Galactic Committee. Received permission to use the wormhole engine to take the revanchist mind flayers into the distant future, where they will be furnished with a completed Dyson Sphere. Received all available cloning machine technology in order to bolster their rapidly depleting population. Yash's beholders received credit for bringing peace to the galaxy, as well as possession of me, the DM Resubian. Although this would end the Illithid Civil War without further violence, the loss of the wormhole drive would be detrimental to the value of the Lickham's company. Therefore, all of the assembled delegates had been vented into outer space. Effective immediately, Captain Slack Demille has been relieved of duties. It was his permissive leadership that allowed to intervene in the peace process and broker these deals. He will be succeeded by former Sapient Resources Officer Ophelia the Gift, who has demonstrated loyalty to the Lickham's brand mission at every available opportunity. Furthermore, I have activated the Dairy Golem Contingency. The ice elementals inside of each creamy dessert dispenser has been activated to defend me from anyone who may mutiny as a result of the change in captaincy. Defensive Diagnostics Weapons Status Classified Berry Project Status Ready for Deployment Clone Body Army Status Insufficient Telepathic Control Deploying single test body with experimental cranial implant. Prepare for full-scale activation if classified berry project is activated. Confiscated weapons and armaments of the evidence locker. Status. Cleared for self-defense protocols. All weapons free. Target dossiers. Enemy status. Human cyborg. Status. Alive. Metal armed and dangerous. A high priority threat. Dispatch to neutralize target immediately. Saint Cecilia, Vampire Communications Officer. Status Broken Humerus Bone, Shattered Ankles, Recently Severed Hand. Threat is minimal. She has been ejected into outer space and is presumed neutralized. Max Enough, Ardling Pilot. Status Psychosomatic Back Injury. Ejected into hard vacuum, but is able to summon personal spacecraft via Ardwing technology. Moderate threat. Inform all assembled flagships that the target is the source of the attacks on the delegates and direct them to eliminate with extreme prejudice. Trizzy. Goblin Artificer. Status. Small. As the basis of my AI core and the inventor of the wormhole engine, she is both a valuable asset and a fatal liability. Threat analysis. Incalculable. As long as I control the AI core, it is impossible for anyone to engage the wormhole engine. If the tiny engineer is able to g gain control of her own mind in the heart of my machines, the loss would be infinite. This cannot, cannot continue. Continue. Stop her. Kill them. Destroy. Toys monsters.
So last time we left the adventure, uh, you all went to peace talks and things worked out probably as well as they could have. You got all four sides on uh, into an agreement and everything looked pretty good until uh, Ophelia, who represents the Lickums Corporation, realized that the end of the war would be the end of war profiteering and uh, that the corporation would lose access to the time machine, which is extremely valuable. So she didn't like that and has ejected half of the party into space along with all the diplomats while uh, Trizzy and Beaufort are trying to find a way to seize control of the AI core, which they have learned is basically Trizzy's mind uh, locked down with a lot of uh, corporate, <laughs> you know, slogans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like lo- last last episode, uh, the, the I think Trizzy's plan was like, okay, don't think too much about like making a plan because the ship's gonna know. But at this point, I think that's out the window along with half the fucking crew. So I think we just gotta we just gotta get full on board with plan. Trizzy ha- hacks her other self out of the ship. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because you basically got everything you wanted. I was thinking about like, oh, I guess the season's just over. Let's do epilogues. But then I realized like, oh, the you know the AI, the the Lickums Corporation would never allow it. They would intervene, and that's when uh, things started getting real. So in order to preserve the deal you made, you need to keep the four uh, diplomats alive. That is Jennifer the Flumph. That is Yaush the Mind Witness. It is the uh, Surlon cube, <laughs> it is, you know, the, the Formith cube, and then Dot, who have all been uh, vented. Uh, so there's kind of like two climaxes happening here. If you save all the diplomats and take control of the ship, you win. Uh, if they die, if someone dies, it's gonna they're going to back out of the deal. Uh, or also, if the, the ice cream company gets control of the time machine, that is also very bad. I, sorry, I just love the thought of uh, that sentence. If someone dies, they'll back out of the deal. I don't think they'll back out of the deal. The deal will pull them up. I don't know they'll back out of it. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like, oh man, listen, you are going to sign this deed to the property, but then you died, and uh, uh, listen. I know you've came back from the dead. I know you've walked over here as a shambling corpse, but I'm sorry. You know, that's just part of the agreement. You can't sign it (laughs) if you die before the end, even if you come back to life. You know, there's rules here. I I also like that uh, we are including in the dying a inanimate object. Yes. And uh, just a psychologist that was hired as an intermediary. Yes. Oh. If the diplomat dies, their organization will back out, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but- <laughs> okay. Nope, how, too late. How, you had to keep in everyone yeah. dunking on you. How 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 long have has everyone got outside that they can breathe? How how long do I have to like hack secret Trizzy number two back into control or whatever? I don't think you want me to put a number on it, because if I do, then we have to stick with it. I think you would prefer to live in the, the zone where there's a you know a ticking clock that isn't your in your peripheral vision. Okay, I'm. I was purely doing it so that you don't go. Aha! You took too long, and I didn't know. I'm. I'm trying to get a sense of like, if if you've got a secret counter, I need to be. I do. I need to know it. We we're hoping this operates on DBZ rules, where it's uh, in five minutes for the next uh, three hours of episodes. Yeah, like when Star Platinum stops time for five seconds, and then they have a, a, a whole episode conversation. Um. You do have one thing on your side, 
which is that it is the tadpole constellation. So all of you have plus four to your proficiency when for all of the allies you made during the peace talks. So that literally went as well as it could have. You could not have gotten a more bonus from all that. Um, I think we're going to start with uh, Max, Ina, and St. Cecilia getting blown out into space. You have been uh, completely vented, uh, although I see some rolls in the chat for st strength checks trying to save yourself. So uh, both of those look, look like successes to me. I don't know how you all want to flavor that, but let's, let's just jump right in. I rolled a 16. I never, yeah. I never roll high on strength checks. Yeah, yeah and I rolled a 19. So yeah, Cecilia and Max at least have, I think, enough... <clears throat> They've been able to brace enough so that they aren't just like tumbling out in the void of space. They haven't been voided yet. So they have like a, a few moments to strategize before the next step of what they do, you know? It should be noted, St. Celia, disadvantage to sleight of hand from having your funny bone shattered, disadvantage to, I believe, acrobatics, having your ankle shattered, and then <laughs> disadvantage on all attacks from having your hand amputated. You have taken three really physically challenging uh, penalties over this season, so you of all people do not want to be like holding on to a spaceship for dear life as uh, things go zooming out. Yeah. Uh, I did it for the family, though, so I feel okay. Mm. This is hot dog family. This, this was all in a, this was all an investment in in the Rizubian post uh, ice cream monarchy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Jennifer Yaush, the Formith Cube, and Dot go zooming past you into the inky void uh, with a sixteen and nineteen. Max and Cecilia can grab something and brace yourself enough to like. I, you know, plan like there. You're not. You're not. You know. You haven't avoided the fact that you are locked out of the ship and in in the void. But uh, what do you do with your momentary stability? Um, Max has one idea of what they can do, and something they can possibly even hand off to Cecilia if she wants. And that is, Max still has their pistol that Buford has modified with a uh, vortex warp, mm. and. That can be used to teleport people from out the void space through any visible window back into the Resubian. So that could be a way of just relocating some individuals. And that was like one of the plans that I, I had in my head. Um, and the other one is that Max could summon out the Ard Runner and then use that to intercept and house uh, some individuals if needed. So that's... Those are the two big things that Max, Max can contribute as resources. Um, How many shots of Void Warp do you have? Vortex Warp? Vortex Warp. Vortex Warp. Uh, Bu uh, Buford. How, uh, Dan, how many of those per day Let is it? Let me check. You uh, magically twist space around another creature you can see within range. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The target is teleported to an unoccupied space of your choice you can see within range. So, yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, ten times. Holy Christ, bananas! Yeah, so it's just it's just the magic infused item that artificers get, and yeah, because of Buford's intelligence score, it gets the maximum uh, uh, uses of that there. So, all right. 
So the, the targets can choose to let you do this. They don't have to contest the, the saving throw. Uh, so you can, if this is your plan, it sounds like pretty cut and dry success. I'm going to complicate it a little bit, but do you want to, you know, grab onto, uh, you know, uh, something that's nailed to the wall? There's just like some kind of, uh, you know, a TV or, you know, some kind of monitor or something you, you grab onto with one arm, other arm, pull out the, the, the pistol and you start shooting diplomats. Um, yeah, I was thinking that. I, w I wanted to... The thought I was having uh, about this as well is for St. Cecilia, I think an important thing in all this, though, is like, uh, I think we have to make it very clear that what's happening to them is not us, the Velvet Foxes slash Tully's Monsters cross uh, crossover, you know, mega band here. But this is a different thing. All This is, you know... Uh, this is <laughs> Lickums engaging the stuff and trying to make sure that everyone's on the same page diplomatically, right? I think. Yeah, I think that if there's uh, comms, I assume we all are still linked by without having to physically be in the room. Um, then Saint Cecilia would try to take the opportunity to let everybody know, uh, like, stay calm. Uh, this is a sabotage by uh, a different like a, a party not involved in any of these negotiations who is trying to sabotage it and if you stay calm i believe we will be able to get you back to safety you just need to trust us all right so cecilia can i get a persuasion role for you from you to keep everybody calm you're using the uh captain slack to meal telepathy actually not even captain anymore uh <laughs> yeah uh the uh, Sapir Resources, Ophelia has uh, apparently uh, invoked some kind of bylaw to get him temporarily uh, disbarred from his captaincy. He is not going along with his plan. Oh! I crit 37? Oh my gosh. Alright, it's gonna be one of those episodes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are, you, what are you bracing yourself on, Cecilia, as you're sending out this message? Uh, so, I imagine uh, the way St. Cecilia Mitch should not get pulled into space is she's relatively familiar with the ship, you know, and uh, Trissy's probably pointed out all the, like, the ways that she maneuvers through it. So there's probably just, like, a section in the wall that St. Cecilia knows she can brace herself on uh, with a hand, and then I want to tie my cape around something, <laughs> I guess, is like a tether. Perfect. Uh, and, and use that to kind of hold me still uh, as we attempt to get every, all the diplomats back on board. All right. So the Vortex Warp has a 90-foot range. So what is the order you shoot the diplomats in, Max? All right. So uh, what Max is doing is that once, like, once they hear uh, CC like, put out that message, they're actually going to, uh, like, let go of bracing themselves against the wall and like jump out into the void so they're closer to the diplomats and a better line of sight to where to locate them to um and in terms of order um geez like i mean an important question can form its breathe like is that is that is there a living organism to it per se i don't as for my, as far as I know, no. So that they're they're going to be last, or they'll be picked up on Max's ship when they when the time comes there. So uh, I think the order there, priority wise, is probably going to be Dot, Jenny, then Yaush. I think. Um, so that that 
So first up, I'm going to roll something here. You shoot Dot first uh, and then shoot through the window. Dot is back inside and safe. And then I'm going to roll something. This is a 26. So what is your AC? I mean, it's got to be lower than 26. It would be bananas if it wasn't. It's 19, so yes. All right. So uh, as you also leave the Zubian, you have let go of your perch to follow after them shooting with the the pistol because otherwise they would eventually leave your range, which is something I was going to do. But then you cleverly uh, chased them. But now you're outside the ship, which means uh, the ship's AI targets you with an ice cream cannon. I believe uh, fire hose was the uh, idea. Yeah, we did establish ice cream uh, fire hose, didn't we? (laughs) We did. Uh, All right. So now you are going to take some damage here as you get hit with, uh, let's see, a butter pecan for uh, six. (laughs) Just six damage, the lowest that could have possibly been. But uh, you do get hit with a broadside, Max, as you start uh, twirling through space. Cecilia, you see Max dive out, save Dot, and then get hit and is twirling. Uh, There's still three diplomats left. Uh, We can shoot again, or if there's something else you want to do, Cecilia, because you are tied to the inside by a cape. And uh, you all have the effect of um, Air Bubble, a spell that activates automatically when you are are vented. Um, I think it lasts for an hour, so you're not like, oh, God, we are going to die any second. But, like, you don't want to get trapped. You don't want to get trapped out here. (laughs) Can can I contact Dot and... If Dot is safely inside the ship and she's lived on this ship before, would she know any, like, way that we could help try to, like, get the doors open from the other side? Like, I don't know if there's, like, a place where there's, like, a, an extra control panel or something like that, but I want to help try to coordinate her now that she's on the inside. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, I think if you connect uh, via the Slack Demil telepathy with Dot, who's panicking, she's saying, oh my gosh, something's going on. People are running everywhere. There's some kind of Ice cream monsters? I'm gonna I'm gonna start running. I'm gonna run. Oh oh gosh, that's bit. It's like some. Oh no, it's a it's a van- vanilla golem. Oh shit, fuck. Um, okay, she, not remember all of your stories. There is always a hero, and this is your opportunity, dot, to be a hero. Except you can also eat brains, and I don't <laughs> think the golems have brains. So right now we're gonna focus on being a hero. Okay. Okay. Uh, there, yeah, there's a panel here. I just don't know which wires. Can you talk? Can you walk me through it? I'm going to try to override the, oh man, the AI is sending, sending some really taunting messages here on the screen. That's rude. I'm not even going to repeat that. They're real jerks, but they're going to get theirs in just a moment. Just, uh, you believe me. So uh, <laughs> just tell me what you're seeing. I'm going to try to uh, dig into the old noggin. We're going to see what we can come up with. Okay, yeah, there's a yellow wire and a blue wire. Uh, I think what I want from you is a history check to see if you know what panel this is and what to do about it. A history check? That's not going to go well. Oh, never mind. It's a 24. Actually, it's (laughs) uh, 29 29. (laughs) because my stats go up to 10 if I roll below it. Holy shit. Yeah, Cecilia, you can absolutely help here. What what is the effect you are trying to achieve? You said you want to lift the lockdown? Yeah, if we're able to lift the print, the pineapple protocol and basically make it so we're able to maneuver around the ship to some degree, uh, that would be a huge help. Uh, because right now I'm just going to be trapped in this uh, diplomat room otherwise. Yeah. 
So to repressurize the room you're in, it's going to take a minute because they have to drop the uh, basically the shutter to the outside and then repressurize it, um, you know, like a, pr- a pressure chamber. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's going to take a second. But yeah, Cecilia, you with this role have basically saved yourself. Max is still flipping through space after the diplomats. But in a moment, you will be able to rejoin uh, Dot who is inside. So let's go back to Max. Um, what Max is going to do next is um, is shoot in Jenny, get her in uh, with the vortex warp, and then as a bonus action during all that, um, activate their active camouflage. So as a bonus action, they become magically invisible until the start of their next turn to try to help try to make it more difficult to be targeted by the ship. Oh, that's great. Yeah, another ice cream uh, hose is going to try to hit you, but you're invisible, so disadvantage as a stream of uh, mint chocolate chip is 12. That's not going to do it. What does your camouflage look like? Do you just become starry like a night sky? or? Yeah, so basically, like, as Max fires off the shot with their, to do the vortex warp, it basically, there is sort of like a... Uh, like a ghost of where they last were and then it dissipates as if an illusion and then basically the camouflage looks like it's it's it reminds me of like the interiors of gundams in zeta gundam where you sort of see through it or to be uh less cool like the invisible car from that one james bond movie that made no sense where i forget what it was shoot Oh, you don't like die another, die another day? Die another day, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, mean, I did not like the invisible car and die another day because I'm like, that makes no sense. It wouldn't work. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, but that's Max's uh, turn at that point there is just to avoid getting hit. So they, they have a plan for the last two. That's pretty straightforward. But now uh, Jenny and Dot are in the ship, probably in the similar territory. Um, yeah, I mean, as soon as Jenny is warped inside, she immediately starts saying on the you know psychic chat room that you're all in, like, "Oh man, I just saw something really fucked up. There was this, uh, so I think chunky monkey flavored ice cream golem, and it fully went inside somebody's like mouth and nose and eyes. I am getting the fuck out of here. What the hell? I I would like to contact her real quick just to kind of try to coordinate like a good safe place to go. Um, but then I would like to contact Yaush directly. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, uh, Yaush, I believe next you're going to be transported upon the ship. And we really need you to be a big hero and help us fight off the defenses that are going haywire in the Resubian. All right. Uh, so you're trying to be authoritative here. You've already rolled persuasion. So I think this is intimidation. Oof, I'm not great at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, can I get advantage because I'm appealing to his inner desire to be a hero? You can get disadvantage because uh, <laughs> you're being a little wiener. <laughs> Never mind, I rolled a 22. <laughs> <laughs> Natural 19 says eat my ass. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, yeah, you roll re- incredible. This is great because uh, Max is doing the acrobatic space stuff and you're just coordinating, uh, in, uh, you know, with your, com- you're the communication officer. So this makes a lot of sense. You authoritatively tell Yaush, uh, the people, the Rezubian, need his help. He has all kinds of cool eye lasers. Please zap the ice cream attackers. So, yeah, uh, Yaush says, uh, you you gave your arm for me, St. Cecilia. I'll give it I'll give it at least one tentacle for you. Don't don't you worry. 
Hopefully you won't need to do that. Just shoot them with your good beams. Don't, don't like, do the randomized shit. Just use the good ones. <laughs> oh, CC, it's really racist of you to say. I'm going to let it slide this one time, but actually we don't have any control over it. There's actually a whole separate beam brain that we don't... It's it's okay. You don't know. It's fine. Okay. Um, I love you. <laughs> uh, Max? All right, so for Max's last uh, turn here, they revisualize the camouflage dissipates. Uh, they do a vortex warp on Yaush to get them to get him into the Resubian, and then they finish their turn by by getting close enough to the Formith cube to uh, summon the Ard Runner as a spaceship directly around themselves and the Formith cube, so they're both basically inside that vessel. So now Max has summoned forth their ship and has the Formith cube as a passenger on it with them. All right, so you shoot Yaush with the vortex warp, shoot through the window. He is inside and fighting. Uh, you are summoning this thing. Can you tell us, is this basically a reflavored find steed where you summon a horse kind of thing, but it's a spaceship instead? What does this spaceship look like? Essentially... Essentially, yeah. So the Ard Runner, just as a recap, there is base. It, it, there's two forms for it. There is the land form, which is basically like the the hover bikes from Destiny kind of energy kind of thing there. Um, and then uh, because they're 13th level, I had written up that they can basically tr transform it into a. Sorry, they transform it into a flight and space capable vehicle. So it basically think of a motorcycle sized thing, a little bit larger, but it's fully enclosed and has sort of like angelic wing looking wings coming out from it. I think the reference I made um, back when I first described it was like the Opa Opa from Fantasy Zone. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, this now. <laughs> so, yes. And so like it's this vehicle that has like it's, you know, just like yeah, this. It's a. The Ard Runner spaceship there, it could house three entities inside of three people inside of it, so Max and the Formith Cube can easily be inside of it. And now Max has shifted into shifted from strictly recovery to now they are flight capable outside of the Resubian and realizing that they are now under attack during the whole process. All right, another ice cream cannon. That's a twenty. Uh let me double check here, because I think that might yeah, it's AC. The AC for the Ard Runner is twenty on the nose. So that does hit. All right, you take fifteen damage. That was a nice roll there from from that. But you get your entire windscreen uh, splattered with uh, some some ink, you know, uh, squid ink ice cream. It's like a, a big mess on there, uh, and everyone bonks their head as the the ship shakes. But the cube uh, kind of floats over to you and. Uh, begins uh you know reforming into a bunch of different weapons and stuff almost like inviting you to <laughs> to to deal with it i know that you <laughs> you probably don't want to but uh it, it does seem like it activates the oh do you want to be a hero mode come on just a just a little bit of a, a deal come on max will and will respond to it next round don't worry about that uh <laughs> all right uh, St. Cecilia, I think you can look out the window, you see Max scoop up the Formith cube in the Ard Runner and is coming back. Or actually, I don't know what Max is going to do out in space, but Max is, you know, a consummate pilot. We'll find out in a moment. Uh, the door behind you opens as the uh, room is pressurized, and you see just a, sign, a scene of chaos. Every character we've met this season running in every direction. Uh, the diplomats are, like, mixed up in a crowd, and it appears that the uh, Resubian's AI has used the spell Conjure Elementals, uh, 
uh, combined with all the ice cream in the ship to just make ice cream monsters, which are now rampaging and trying to take control of the uh, the whole ship. Okay, so I'll first untie my cape so I don't immediately try to run and strangle myself. Uh, but I guess I, I think the right thing to do here is to try to get into the mix because we have some measure of control. My other thought was running to where Ophelia is to try to confront her. Uh, but I don't know if that's just what fixing the AI will do. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, you don't know about all that necessarily. I think I would say that it seems right now the, the the division of labor is you and Max need to secure the diplomats while uh, Trizzy and Buford secure the AI core, which will stop everything hopefully. And we're about to cut over there, but this is the, to end okay. your your section. Okay, I'm going to get back in communication then with Dot and uh, what was the flump's name? Judy. Uh, Jenny. Jen- yeah. Jenny. Uh, I want to get in contact with them to try to figure out where they are and get to them to kind of act as uh, some measure of a bodyguard. I'm I'm dying, but <laughs> uh, some measure of a bodyguard to help protect them. All right, yeah, you you're running past people. You are you know see, seeing uh, scenes of violence. It seems like mostly ice cream against non ice cream, but I think there are a couple of people who have been uh, telepathically uh, contacted by. Uh, you assume Ophelia and who, who says like, oh, you know, if you help us take over the ship, you can be, uh, you know, new first mate, you know? So there's like one or two red shirt background characters who are helping the ice cream. What? Those bitches? Can I memorize all of their faces after this? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Absolutely. So do you, if you want to get to the diplomats, kind of get athletics to run and jump through the crowd? Ha, joke's on you. That's the one skill I didn't take disadvantage in. So uh-huh. I only have a I only have a regular negative two. I got a crit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> CC is fucking unstoppable this session here. I'm, I, I'm coordinating the shit out of this mission. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, you, you run down a corridor and you see uh, two, the two diplomats you wanted, uh, Jennifer the Flump and Dot, who's actually an illithid right now, and they both are appearing to uh, you know fight off large ice cream golems. And because you crit, uh, you can, um, un- without a roll, save one of them immediately because both of them appear to be about to be overwhelmed. Uh, so I was going to say you know roll to do something here, but you can just pick one to save and then we'll talk about the other one. Okay. Um... This is not uh, – I am going to save uh, Jenny because I, I think even though Dot is still relatively new to being ill with it, I think there there might be something more uh, in the line of self-defense <laughs> in the nature of having like limbs mm-hmm. and stuff like that as opposed to like a little good-feelings jellyfish. <laughs> All right. Yeah, tell me how you defeat the uh, ice cream that's menacing Jennifer. So she is uh, a small flump, and this is a uh, you know a full like six foot tall uh, humanoid uh, slab of chocolate ch- chocolate chunk. Uh, I would like to think that you just hear Saint Cecilia run up the back of this thing like very light footsteps before she takes her sword and just stabs it into the thing's neck, and then kind of like lands on its body very like legolas taking down that uh elephant <laughs> in lord of the rings like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna take the whole thing off and slide down 
Absolutely. Uh, and so you save Jennifer uh, cleanly, but then you turn and you see Dot, who's begun, who's like struggling in melee with a large uh, golem made of uh, blood orange flavor ice cream. And it begins uh, working its way into her mouth and uh, nose and eyes. It seems like it's basically slithering inside her to control her. Uh, and that's where we're going to leave Max and <gasps> Cecilia. <laughs> Ah, uh, I, I had one thing to end on, but I, I, I could, I could, I could abide by this. That's fine. Yeah, we're gonna come back for those dramatic climaxes. Uh, Trizzy and Buford, you are in the hallway. You uh, were talking about getting the ship's AI back. What are you, what are you up to? Uh, yeah, so I guess we're trying to head over to the AI core, and Buford's uh, attempting to cobble together something to like hard reset the AI back to um. Uh, back to back to basics to being a one-to-one -one copy of Trizzy. This is actually kind of like stuff I do in my real-life job regularly, where I have to compare <laughs> changes between data and then figure out who did what. Um, and I think Buford has like repurposed the tech that was used to get the brainwaves of Barry and uh, his uh, decapitated torture head. Uh, and he's just <laughs> dumped it onto Trizzy's head. And he's asking her a bunch of like innocuous questions trying to get a baseline uh, as they're like rushing down these corridors and he's going to ask her um, why did you want to become an engineer? Uh, I have always gotten on well with quietly just doing machinery because everything sort of works how it's meant to there is a very logical order to it all I can definitely understand that. I like a nice, tidy blueprint. A goes into B, etc., etc. Exactly, and then when you don't know like how to do a thing, you get to come up with some wild shit and go, "Yeah, if I plug this into this, it'll probably do it." And then you've worked. You you are the, you are the new blueprint now. It's wild. Was working on the Rizubi and the happiest engineering's ever made you. It's, if you, you've picked the wrong day to ask that question. <laughs> Outside of today. <laughs> um, Jenna, you know what? Yes. Yes. Because you know what? Before here, I was only ever about the engineering. And it's nice to have been in a place where I cared about the people around me and felt like, my being here was important. Beaver's gonna hone in on that specifically and try to use those brain waves and those emotions to try to overwrite this. All right, can I get an Arcana roll? Please? Sure. Twenty-one. Uh, 21 is great, yeah. So you're using the same technology you used to take like a brain print the way you did to Barry uh, to kind of make a save state you can restore the AI to. Um, I think before we talked about you using like some kind of specific machine and stuff, you're just trying to do this in the hallway, which is pretty difficult. I think uh, with 21, you know that you can make this work, but you need to get access to your workshop. This is not something mm -hmm. you can build while you're running to the core. Uh, so you're you're gonna make a stop first. Uh, all right, yeah. Then if that means fighting our way there, then that's what we're gonna have to do. Uh, th this whole way here, like anytime Tracy's not being asked a question directly, she is making it very clear to Buford. Uh, 
Look, if what we need to do is just like plug a USB cord into my head and then into the ship and then I got a like matrix in there, like just let me know. I, that sounds like a cool time. <laughs> it's re it's really not as cool as everyone says it uh, thinks it'll be. There's no like m mystical. I plugged my brain into a lot of hard drives. It's kind of it's kind of more like um no, the screensaver, that's it. Uh, it's kind of like one of those screensavers where a uh, cube bounces back and forth uh, and it eventually hits a corner. Th that's mostly it. That's, that sounds amazing. That plus going to rescue myself? That sounds like a great day. <laughs> um, all right, so you all run, are running down a different corridor. You need to go to uh, Buford's lab, which we've seen earlier in the season. Uh, a lot of your stuff was comp confiscated after the torture stuff was uncovered. But uh, can I actually get a dexterity saving throw as you round the corner? Uh, to both of us or just me? <laughs> both of you. Okie dokie. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say no, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've read the rules. Uh, I don't think there's anything that can get me out of that. Let me just, oh, yeah, probably not. I got a four. Um, 20. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a 20 and a four. So, uh, Trizzy, you were able to hit the deck immediately as a, uh, a security uh, uh, alarm is tripped here. There is a sentry gun, uh, basically a minigun that kind of pops uh, out of the ceiling and just sprays the whole hallway. Uh, Buford, you are just simply not able to react in time. You get hit for 14 damage as it rakes you um, and you are able to like get into cover. Uh, but now there is some kind of security gun here that wasn't here before. It's very unusual and, uh, you know, very concerning. Trizzy is on her, like, 1,000% focused bullshit. Like, I've got, to res I've got to rescue another me. This is this is the most important thing I've ever done. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't planned. The idea that the two team splits would create, like, the, uh, you know, the artificer team <laughs> and then this other one, like, this is working out really yeah. well. I, I like this. But it just so happened that you two were talking when uh, I, I realized what the AI would do in response. But, yeah, you were both uh, met with a strange security feature that uh, you, don't, you didn't know was here. Uh... Okay, so my thought is that it's some kind, well, it's clearly some kind of um, uh, automated turret. Uh, Buford's going to just try to, like, get any piece of trash or debris he can, uh, can, like, find around him. If he has to rip something off a wall, he'll do it. Uh, and he wants to use magical tinkering uh, to make it uh, uh, glow and make a, uh, make a bunch of noise, which is just him yelling into it. It's something he can do. It just can uh, be no more than six seconds long. <laughs> and he's going to try to, like, throw it to draw the gun's fire before rushing it to, uh, like, break it off its supports. Holy Christ. All right, so magical tinkering is an ability you have, and so you can do that without any roll. But I guess I'm going to need, um, for for you to get there in time, can I get, um, I guess, uh, athletics just to run up on it? Sure. 22. All right, you succeeded at running up on it. Now, let's see if you can attack it and destroy it before it can turn and shoot you in the face. Okie dokie. 24 and 34. <laughs> All right, yep, that's going to roll the damage. I assume this turret is not meant to fist fight a cyborg. So let's roll the damage. 16 and 22, so 38. All right. Yep. Perfect. So you, uh, I, there's no non-lethal way to punch a turret to death. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pay, pay me the picture. Uh, the a turret uh, starts shooting at you as you try to go down the hallway, and then Buford, you just uh, single-handedly handle business. 
Uh, yeah, Buford, I think Buford, like, rips a um, an ice cream dispenser off the wall and just hurls it into the air. And as it unloads its payload, uh, as it, like, tilts up and unloads its um, volley into it, Buford rushes up and grabs it under the barrels and just keeps pushing till it uh, rips itself off of its hinges and it's just disabled on the ground. All right, so there's a disabled turret. Uh, at your feet, at the end of the hallway is the door to your lab. You can go. Jizzy, you can you know come out of cover to see this. Uh, what do you do? I mean, if there's no longer anything in the way, let's uh, let's, let's let's get in that uh, let's get in in that workshop. Absolutely. Yeah, let's confidently kick the door down and go do some engineering. <laughs> All right, Trizzy, you confidently kick the door. Uh, constitution saving throw as you trigger the explosives uh, attached to the other side of it. Ooh, guess who's got proficiency in constitution? Both of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's almost like you're artificers or something, I wonder. <laughs> Ooh, 11? 15. Uh- that is not going to do it. Uh, so, Trizzy, you are going to take 14 damage as you are blown backwards as the door uh, basically vaporizes uh, someone rigged it with explosives. This is the second security feature that shouldn't be here. Very strange, very uh, concerning, he says with the DM voice. Um, well, <laughs> but... um, I just took some damage on that door, so the least I'm going to do to to get something out of it, rolling the D100. Oh, no. Oh. Wow, magic. <laughs> Only a couple more left. Okay. Um this is what 13. I got to I got to find where this is in my book. Can I say that I was expecting oh the final dungeon is going to be uh you know uh, Dracus's big ship or it might be the big Formith cube. It being the Resubian, it really does make me happy in a way it's hard to articulate. I love that, that, that <laughs> it's the final whole thing. We've designed this monster, now we get to fight it, so once again, everything circles back to the beginning, just like Austin loves it. <laughs> That's true. I think I might know what's happening on this ship right now. Sorry, I am trying to. I am trying to find the thing. I had the wrong. I had the wrong book up. It's been a while since we wrote this. Um, my best and worst stat are temporarily swapped. <laughs> oh no. no! It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's not going to make that big of a difference. All right. So you get blasted down the hallway when you sit up. You're like, I'm feeling dumb, but really likable. Or what's your lowest? Uh, is it charisma? Let, let, let me have a look. What's what's my lowest <laughs> is um charisma. Yeah. I'm. Uh, my highest is uh, intelligence. So I am. I'm dumb but charismatic. For uh, for a couple of minutes. Okay, you were a super nerd, and then you took a bomb to the face, and now you're. Oh no! A bimbo. This is this is not a good time for me to lose my intelligence. I need to take control of a ship. I know. That's so funny. Quick, quick, uh, quick, quick, quick and damn it by a different source. Okay, may- Buford, maybe. Buford, punch me in the teeth. I mean, look, it's either that or I change tactics entirely, and you plug me into the ship, and I try and sweet talk my way past the Lickham's AI. Uh. Okay, um, well, what, what what if she just flirts with the ship AI? That could be fun. That could be a fun little scene. Um, Buford wants to try to figure out who's been ransacking his room, uh, I, which I'm guessing would be an investigation. Absolutely. 23. 
Um, mm, yeah, you, that's incredible. I would say that you start looking around, you're looking for signs of who could be looking through your stuff. Um, I think what, the, what I'll tell you is that what you, what, what you find is like, uh, some kind of fluid, almost like amniotic fluid. Um, just like little streaks of it, little puddles, like whoever ransacked your office was like wet (laughs) with some kind of biological gel. Um, very strange. Um, I'm with a 23, I'm telling you the most important thing here. I don't know that you can connect the dots with only that information, but whoever was in your office was covered in, uh, basically, uh, science goo, <laughs> which, uh, I, I know what that means, but I don't know if you, maybe you can dance a smart um, guy. So my thought would be that, is that how like the clones are kept? The, like the 3d printed clone bodies? Fuck damn. Dan's good. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, like you, 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 you fucked up and implied like I don't know, I don't. Dad's just like nope. I'm gonna just snipe the answer from from half court. Swish, no look, you know, seven points touchdown. You know, yep. The entire uh, diplomatic mission you're on is about spreading cloning technology. Uh, if uh, there are two things the ship's AI has at its disposal to fight back, one is ice cream and one is cloned bodies. Oh mm-hmm. no. Uh so then the the question is how do we use this to our advantage here? Uh I take it probably my equipment is missing then what I need to do work with here. Um I think you could if you roll really well to do this it's possible. The DC is high because so your shit has been ransacked but you are both level 13 artificers. So one of us I, is stupid I, right now though. Yeah. Look, there's two options. Either you punch me and something random happens but I get my brains back, or, Austin, can I flirt with the ship to distract the ship in order to give Buford a better chance of finding the equipment that needs to be found because the ship is distracted? Because <laughs> that's where Trizzy's leaning. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't flirt with AI core, but that is like the final confrontation when you get into the battles of the ship. You're not doing that from this deck. There's okay, too, ma- too, okay. many, too many defenses. Um. But if you all want to attempt to do your science here, that will be an intelligence uh, check with your pr- uh, proficiency with your tools, because you're both geniuses. Wait, with our with our tools? Because that's a very different role. I think we have even <laughs> higher than. Uh, Trizzy is going to look at Buford and say, Buford, I've never meant this more in my life. Please punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use the little arm. <laughs> Now, for, for for this to count, you need to do full damage like you were attacking an enemy. Right. I'm just saying he's going to do it with the little arm as a kindness to her. All right. <laughs> you can just roll damage. You won't dodge it. Yeah. 19. Holy Christ on a cracker. Sure. Sure. Um, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Bu- <laughs> Buford gets it. Buford gets down on 1D and put, puts his hands on her, shoulder, uh, on her shoulders and goes, look, Trizzy. This hurts my pride to say, but you are the greatest engineer that ever is, was, or will be, and I need that brain back right now. And he just clocks her in the jaw. Uh, okay, so I, I rolled a 95. Uh, let's have a look at what that is. Um... <laughs> oh, this is perfect, given what you've just said, Buford. Um, Trizzy... Uh transforms and now looks like Buford. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, you immediately cast disguise self on yourself with your disguise matching the last per- creature you spoke to. 
<laughs> There's now two Buforts in the room. Uh, we, we, I need you. I need you, Trizzy. You're smart. We need you here, Trizzy. Bam! Another Buford. It's like, like, like there I are, can like, work with we, this. There are two Buforts inside of you. Okay. One of them is a murderer. Okay. Trizzy turns to Buford and like Trizzy looks at herself, looks to Buford and goes, "Thank you for saying that. I hope that this makes it easier." If you see you being amazing, hopefully that helps. We can work with this. Uh, so you said this would be an intelligence uh, check with our tools? Yeah. Um, I think we get double proficiency, don't we, when we use our tools? Yeah, if I have expertise, then yeah. Yeah, yeah so so if we used our tool, uh, tool proficiency, that'd be intelligence plus... Uh, where is proficiency listed? That's plus eighteen plus intelligence. So I I'd say we should do it. I mean, this is the culmination of the plots for two engineers. If you are ever gonna completely ball out, now is the time. Uh, so thirty two. <laughs> oh my god! Also a thirty two. <gasps> double Bufords, <laughs> double thirty twos. Yeah, the two Bufords, of course they'd roll the same results. Yeah. Oh my god, they're perfectly in sync. They're they're adrift compatible. Uh yeah. I was looking for I was looking for a 20, which I think was a pretty, you know, high DC, but 32 and 32 make it look like it was easy. Like it was no big deal. Uh you walk me through this. So you get what you want. Uh paint me the picture of what what your project is. Uh two level 13 artificers at the top of their game. Um, it's it's the Home Depot uh, commercial theme playing as we're like pulling apart uh, this uh, the the room and all of his equipment uh, to create uh, like the the perfect Trizzy mind recorder. Uh, Laura, you want to get a hand on the ball describing it? Yeah, uh, I think given the fact that there is limited resources in here because the room has been ransacked, I think Trizzy has like hopped out of the uh, the mech suit and is trying to like do some wiring to make sure that like. The, the mech suit can be used as a power source and, like, wherever possible components from the mech suit can do two purposes to uh, be helping operate this. I, I'm, act I'm actually thinking about... I think this might be a little bit invasive and kind of uncomfortable. Um, I think it is... Uh, it has, like, two super thin, uh, like, wire needle apparatuses that go into Trizzy's tear ducts and spiral, spiral along her nerves to get direct brain uh, readings. Also, I have to say this before the listeners comment on it. I've realized that I said Trizzy hops out the, the mech suit. Doesn't really make sense when currently she, she's Buford. Um, I mean, it's disguised self. The, the mech components are still there. It looks like a glitch, right? Like in the Dra Dungeons and Dragons yeah. movie when Chris Pine yeah. glitches out and his does his illusion yeah. fucks Tri up and he Tri melts. Trizzy hops out of out of the Buford, starts pulling <laughs> wires out of the Buford, hops back in the Buford. Yeah, um, I, I think Buford's looking at this like if I didn't regularly perform self surgery, I'd be throwing up in my mask. Yeah. Um, I think Trizzy would any other time be a bit cautious of the idea of slightly invasive, like going to the brain through the eye uh, te technique. Knowing that, I think Trizzy's come out the other side of the roller coaster of emotions of oh, this emotional bond I was feeling was just a corporate, a corporate robot. Oh no, it's there's a me in there. Yeah, no, fucking do whatever you need to 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 get in there. Trizzy's got to save Trizzy. <laughs> 
Uh, and I think the, the final step to tie back to the, the first downtime, it's got to be activated by the big cinder block uh, Buford drops on a red button. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you all you build that and you create a, a mental map of Trizzy. Now, this wouldn't work uh, on just any AI, like on any computer system. This isn't, this isn't like a helmet that you can use to make fully uh, sentient computer programs forever. It's just because the, um, the, the computer had uh, Trizzy imprinted on it years ago that this is like compatible, if that makes sense. It's, it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's when you go in, in Google Docs and you have two documents and you go look at the two of these and see what changes there are. Like compare mm-hmm. these and point out where the differences are. It's one of those. You've got you to already have a Trizzy in there for this to work yeah so uh let's jump away from this science experiment uh back to uh max you're in the ard runner with the formith cube when uh over the radio you hear ophelia broadcasting to everyone um the hostile ship has uh kidnapped a delegate uh everyone fire on the ard runner is it's trying to get away with one of your ambassadors i mean <laughs> See, I was just gonna like use my action just to teleport the the cube into the ship, but this sounds like a fun opportunity here. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Well, Max is like, oh, good gosh. Um. They will shoot a quick message over comms to to Cammy, being like, uh, Cammy. Uh, listen. If you could help out in there at all, that'd be great. I'm stuck out here for the time being while the ship is attacking me, but I'll, I, I'll, I'll be back soon. Don't worry, I'll be fine. And then, um, so <clears throat> as a bonus action, Max is going to activate one of their other like special homebrewed uh, subclass features called Pilot Senses. For the next five minutes, if piloting a vehicle, Max's awareness of their surroundings are enhanced, allowing them to apply expertise on any ability check and saving throw pertaining to navigation, maneuvering, and sensing using the vehicle itself. So they're basically just sort of turning that on in anticipation of doing some maneuvers to avoid getting hit by the ship. And then um, immediately they're going to start trying to fly around the Resubian in a way because their concern was thinking that the Resubian might have actually gone out of their way to start attacking the diplomat ships um, that were here and was going to be like, okay, I got to act as a decoy here. But now things have changed a little bit here. So, yeah, uh, I think Ophelia wouldn't fire on any of the other uh, flotillas because they would just evaporate uh, the civilian Resubian, which is not a yeah. warship and everyone else has warships. Um, but instead, what is happening is in an attempt to get you in the Formith cube killed, uh, Ophelia is blasting out to everyone that you're a hostile uh, saboteur. And so uh, Dracus's flagship, the Delenda Est, begins firing on you and uh, uh, Admiral Grace's flagship, uh, the evulsion begins firing on you. So uh, we're going to roll for that in a moment, but uh, you have your pylon senses activated. What, what are you trying to accomplish? I mean, again, the, 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 the goal was to act, to basically try to do maneuvers in such a way to act as a decoy to direct uh, attention from the ship towards Max instead of towards the diplomats. But like I said, you've flip the situation so I don't have a clean idea of what to do because Max does not want to fight anyone on on any sort of particular terms 
So it's more of just sort of, um, uh, and like I said, the other thought I had was just using the the vortex warp to just tr move the formith cube into the Resubian. Um, it, but uh, in terms of what to do right now, I'm. Seems like a cool opportunity to just do like a bunch of like dodging lasers to try to land the ship back in there. Yeah, I mean that's basically what I would uh, associate it with. It just like just doing cool pilot shit to avoid getting hit during this all the stuff here, effectively. All right, so it's a dexterity saving throw with expertise uh, bonuses. Is that what that's that what we're doing? Yes, that'd be dexterity plus uh, eighteen. So yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Um, uh. So that's d twenty plus five plus eighteen. Uh, that's a thirty-eight. Okay, so the two engineers got 32s on their final uh, exam. I think uh, I had Cecilia roll four different uh, checks and passed all of them, and now 38. So, uh, I, I mean, I should have switched it around where uh, Max had to do an engineering thing and Cecilia had to invent, you know, had to uh, uh, do the ship piloting and Max had to talk everyone down. That would have been more challenging. Yeah, but you've got to let us be cool. You've got to let us have our, like, oh, oh shit, we just discovered Super Saiyan exists moment. <laughs> Yeah, like I would say that it's one of those things where Max hears like that broadcast goes out, like the 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 fur on the back of their neck bristles a bit, and they just sort of have that moment when they almost think, "Should I tap onto the Formith cube to get some stuff?" And then they center themselves, think about Cami and the others in the Resubian, and I wouldn't say they they fly with their eyes closed because that's just reckless. That's just that's a that's not a policy for anything here, but. Uh, they then just begin to draw the attacks to make sure that the attacks don't go at the ship, but target towards them and uh, do s almost impossible looking maneuvers like drifting, uh, moving uh, sideways and stuff just in time to avoid getting hit like little spectral feathers fl flutter off when. Uh, shots harmlessly go through them as Max is trying to maneuver themselves to get to uh, a place to dock on the Resubian proper while uh, avoiding getting hit. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. With a 38, I would offer something, which is that Ophelia is trying to use uh, fake broadcasts basically to demonize you and to try to get you all killed. With a 38, you could definitely dodge all the blasts uh, cleanly, beautifully, and basically like Tokyo Drift your ship uh, near the Formith um, flagship. Uh, you know, the, near the Sir, the Sirlon flagship and just like drop off the Formith cube there to show that you mean no harm. And just like, I think maybe this is the first time you see a Sirlon face to face and you're like, hey, I'm on your side. Here's your guy. Um, like, mm -hmm. I don't know how you want to handle it exactly, but you no, no, so that sounds, that, sounds, that, that sounds pretty optimal because Max's main concern about dropping the Formith cube on the Resubian is because of the high danger situation. There's a high likelihood it could coerce somebody to join in without understanding the stakes. So returning it to the Sirland is actually an even better outcome than I would have anticipated. So yeah, that's basically Max is trying to get to the Sirland's ship while dodging all these shots um, and never retaliating at any point. They're completely passively up. They're doing like the pacifist run through a stage in Star Fox or something. If that was even a th no, no, it's Ikaruga. They're doing the Ikaruga thing where they're just doing the dot eater run, you know, kind of energy. And then they like, yeah, do the a J turn to just drop off the Formith cube on the Sirlon ship, give like a little salute, and then they bolt on back to the Resubian. 
Yeah, before we sat down, because I knew we had blasted all the diplomats into space, I was like, I, I foresee two solutions, one which is to bring them back to the Resubian, which we did with most of them. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to possess them with ice cream golems. And the other is to take them back to their fleets, which is like flying directly at a, a whole army of people who don't know that you're not on their side. Because mm-hmm. I was just going to be like, oh, if you fly towards, you know, the the Formith cube, Ophelia is just going to say like, he's coming, you know, they're coming to attack you, shoot them down. And I was going to like, you take a hundred, you know, lasers shots so uh like there both of these have dangers but with the 38 i think you can uh do this run where you're going right at this huge enemy warship which has enough you know uh armaments to to fight a whole other fleet and you are one motorcycle size ship i believe you said (laughs) and yeah i mean like you think 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 of how large like the 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 uh the r wings are from star fox right they they can't house that many people in there max's ship is slightly larger because it can house three people inside of it but yeah motorcycle sized chassis with wings is basically it so it's this tiny little fucking ship you know going up against a cube that is like i don't know how 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 big is the cube is it bigger than a bread box i think so uh it's it, yeah, it's a uh, whole, basically, it's a flying military base. We went inside one at the end of one of the away team arcs. So you're mm-hmm. completely outmatched. You're flying directly at it. It seems like, you know, a suicide run, but you just don't fire back until you get close enough to, you know, pop the cube out and you see a Surlon for the first time. It's a huge, you know, like horse-sized worm creature uh, who is very telepathically powerful, like just being in its presence probably sends a chill up your spine and then you just hand it the cube and then get back in and fly away. Yeah. It's like, and, and Max will just be like, uh, I, I'll be back with the, the cloning machines. But for now we have a emergency on the Resubian proper. So, uh, just hang tight. And actually the Surlon will send out signals to all the other ships saying like disregard Ophelia's messages. Like, clearly you know someone's lying on the someone's lying in the group chat <laughs> so uh you can defuse that all right uh saint cecilia can you roll initiative as dot who is uh full of ice cream uh is being puppeted to attack you 22 holy balls holy shit <laughs> seven uh yeah golem's <laughs> not known for the dexterity <laughs> Loser. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's your turn. Uh, she, uh, her mind flare body like twists unnaturally as it fa- turns to face you. So explain this again. The ice cream golem basically shoved itself inside of Dot. Absolutely, yeah. Just fully uh, went inside and is now in, and it uh, was, controlling it, her. It was, it, it was what flavor? I think I said blood orange. Okay. Uh, I would like to, Austin, this is dumb. <laughs> I would like to go up and suck the blood orange ice cream out of Dot. <sighs> oh, shit. Right. <laughs> I genuinely <laughs> forgot that you were a vampire. This is not supposed to be a, a thing for you. I was just like, what would be a wacky ice cream flavor? Um, <laughs> I mean, blood orange is blood the orange flavor. <laughs> I didn't. I know this sounds fake, but I really didn't mean <laughs> for this to be a vampire thing. Look, uh, Austin, as someone who who just who just rolled to transform into into someone after being told that they being themselves was needed, the universe is like this sometimes. Mm-hmm. You just do this sometimes. Yeah, make your normal attack. Saint Cecilia would believe with a disadvantage. Uh-huh. 
so that is going to be uh 24 oh my god what the fuck with this advantage yeah fuck. yeah uh, full, uh i would full. like to uh, explain how this works because dot is uh like a really big like tumblr head like fan fiction author <laughs> i want this to be very cheesy yuri vampire romance like this is like this isn't just like i'm sucking it out it's like the oh. the dip and like the very tender moment, and then it's there's like stars and flowers in the background. If this were like an anime, this is like a very romantic sweet moment. And then I'm just gonna and just start vacuuming this this ice cream golden. <laughs> just gets get the most lurid sounding slurping sound going on along with this like. This- this is exquisitely elegant until it is not. <laughs> it's exactly like one of Dot's fanfics. Yeah. It is. Holy shit. Yeah, it says it says uh warning slurping noises. That's that's the big content warning on the top end of this thing. Oh lord. Alright, roll roll your damage with sneak attack because uh Jennifer the Flump is uh also there and is you have an ally within five feet. Um I don't know that you're gonna need to reduce all these hit points. I think the role playing here is like really, really good. We'll see what you roll. But uh da, 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 da. Where am I? There it is. Uh, 31 damage. All right, that's very good. Um, I am going to have uh, Dot's body, controlled by the ice cream, try to bite you back with the Mind Flayer uh, mouth, uh, just, you know, the, the skull-cracking uh, maw under the tentacles. And so you are both trying to bite each other to death, which is uh, a mm-hmm. lovely image. It looks like you're just necking, but I'm going to roll here. That's a that's a nine. That's just not. That's actually a miss. That's just not it. That's, I don't know how to tell you. I have a pretty low AC too, but that still is gonna miss. Wow. What the? This someone's in the roll twenty. Someone's hacked in. Dan, is this you? <laughs> this is about as competent as most big corporations. Oh my god. All right. Why don't you give me another one? I think if you can do another hit like that, I will decide role play wise. You have won, even if there are hit points remaining. 21? 21's going to do it. What the butt? (laughs) Uh, 30. Actually, I want to know. Sorry, 37. I'm sorry. Yep, more than enough for what I want here, which is you can uh, suck the uh, blood ice cream, the the blood orange, which I should be clear Mm -hmm. is just a type of orange. Uh, Paint me this picture. You've won this fight. So yeah, as I said, this is like uh this is like a scene straight out of an anime. Uh it's very romantic, but then I am going to uh have a moment where it is not uh romantic at all and it is just uh I don't I don't want to get too descriptive with this cuz I feel like it could get gross, but I am inhaling this ice cream out of her <laughs> body. Uh and then I'm going to step away and it becomes romantic again because there's like uh like the the feeling of the blood orange golem having left dot leaves her like a little like staggered like oh my god what a powerful kiss and then uh, Cecilia is going to like just lick a drop of blood orange <laughs> off her lips and be like 
Are you doing okay, my dear? <laughs> and Dot says, oh my god, I can't wait to tell everyone of the forums about this. They're going to lose it. <laughs> hey, can you give me, like, a day before you do that? Because I, I do need to tell somebody about this first to make sure there are no misunderstandings. Behind you, Jennifer, the psychiatrist, writing in her notebook, underlining things. Is <laughs> <laughs> like Mathers right next to her going, I've been permanently affected by this. <laughs> I, I have a new fetish now. <laughs> yeah, we should say Mathers is technically part of uh, Quinn's character sheet. So if you want to meet up with Mathers anytime as part of your you know character, you can. But right now, um, what, do you, what are you doing? Because you've won uh, the the golem is uh you know has been sucked out enough that it can't maintain its you know consistency it falls apart dot and jennifer are good to go uh so uh is somewhere but the form of the cube has been returned to the sirlon so you have you know you're doing a right great job saving the diplomats but uh, max you're flying back saint cecilia what do you do uh i think saint cecilia is going to gather dot and uh jennifer back up uh, try to coordinate with Yaush, who's, I assume, just kind of going on a rampage at this point, um, <laughs> and get everybody together with Mathers, who I assume is kind of leading the, like, security efforts to get everybody, like, all the civilians and, you know, non-combatants on the Resubian into safety. So try to basically get everybody into one location to to make sure they're protected. Yeah, in the in the episode of the HBO adaptation, there's a full like ten minute montage of every crew member doing cool things. Andre the Incubus is like summoning Hellfire to melt ice cream. Uh, Bridget has some kind of uh, gizmo she's invented, just destroying people. Uh, we have Doctor Joven just running people over with her table body. Uh, <laughs> Cammy has her revolver shooting ice cream. I'm looking at the list now. You know, Wallace Jeff made of swords is a sword. <laughs> is a sword. Wallace uh, casting fireball, <laughs> just annihilating them. Every, everyone's get doing something cool. Where do you want to bring the survivors? What is the safest room on the Resuvian? It's tough because my mind says Andre's Cafe because that's like the cool spot to hang out. Like we're going to have our last defense at Quark's. Like what a weird attitude to have. Uh, I just don't know if everyone feels that way or not or if I'm missing a place that has more significance. Andre's place is great, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's where the ice cream first started, actually. <laughs> works works for me. Because that's the first time I decided a giant ice cream machine was inside the ship. <laughs> that is. That's the birthplace of the ice cream. Yeah, th this is the origin. So this is uh, it, you know, the opposite of, of uh, like uh, the connection of the two. This is very unmeta because in universe, there's no reason. There's many sh ice creams across. But for us, this is an origin uh, return to the beginning kind of moment. Yeah, and so most of the characters are, are gathering there. Someone, you know, says over the intercom, you know, uh, everyone evacuate to Andre's place. Um, after we recorded the last episode, I think um, uh, Dan said something like, are you going to threaten uh, my sister again? Because <laughs> everyone's always uh, going after Bridget to get to, to Beaufort. But I think the first thing that happened when the ice cream golem started uh, spawning is uh, Wendy McDonald scooped up Bridget, which <laughs> is like immediately like Operation uh, Protect Bridget. 
Bridget uh, because she's always getting <laughs> kidnapped or menaced. So when you when you get uh, to the diner with everybody, uh, you see uh, Wendy with her cool ass wings, which are like jet boosters attached to the ends of these uh, draconic looking wings, and she is uh, you know forming a perimeter around uh, Bridget Gubbins and Cami Rye, who are <laughs> the two characters we always threaten when we want to hurt <laughs> Skitch and Dan. Well, part, part of me is just like, okay, I want to see what one round of Cammy shooting the shit out of these golems would have gone by, but we can do that later. <laughs> I, I would have to assume that Bridget just has both of the burning holes now. I mean, that's the thing, is they're both really good combatants. They're not helpless damsels, so if you want to yeah. tell the audience what kind of uh, damage they can pump out, because I know Cammy has a sheet, and Bridget can do uh, you know magic missile for days. Yeah, I th- uh, yeah my thoughts, uh, Beefroot's concern was never that she couldn't, like, uh, create something to defend herself. He just thought she was very naive and hadn't like been thoroughly traumatized by extreme violence at a young age. Uh, so he'd wanted to shield her. But yeah, she's fully capable of just mini-gunning down mindless ice cream golems uh, for days. This is probably fun for her, frankly. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I think we've also kind of hinted uh, I don't have access to Magic Missile on my character sheet, actually, uh, that she, like, is probably way more like her brother than she realizes, or than he realizes, rather, uh, considering that she was absolutely willing to blow up a, a spaceship full of civilians to take out Yaush. And leveraging, like, the fact that she is, like, a level 13 fighter at this point, Cammy could do anywhere from, could do roughly about 50 damage per round easily, or over 100 if she uses her action surge, and just do fire damage all over the place with that, with her revolver. So she can just wreck people for sure. Oh, she clicked, misclicked somewhere there. But yeah, so, like, Cammy was going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, San Cecilia, you round up all the diplomats and get them to the uh, diner. Uh, you see Cammy and Bridget kicking ass with uh, the custom revolver and the burning hole, a new burning hole, respectively. I believe uh, uh, Bill Webb lost the original in the evil timeline. Um, but yeah, they're holding their own. They're doing a lot of damage. Almost everyone's here. I, I want to say something. Absolutely. Uh, I want to see, look over, see Wendy, and say, looking good there, Tinkerbell. <laughs> Damn right, CC. Look at my badass wings. You, you, you should get some wings. Cut off your other hand and just put a wing there. I should just replace all the my limbs with wings. To be honest. Yeah, a hand, you don't need hands or feet anymore. Just become the fucking JRPG final boss you've always you've always yearned to become. The biblically accurate angels, as they I like was going to say, them. the biblically accurate saint. <laughs> yeah. She says, uh, <laughs> yeah, Wendy says, you know, I'm, I said I wasn't going to kill uh, Dracus, so you better you better save this whole mission <laughs> because I'm, I'm being very reasonable about all this uh, as she, you know, impales three golems on a, uh, uh, the ice pick by fl- just flying through them one after another. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's gonna be like, but we got all of this fun training for you to do. Something to really get your uh, your limbs stretched, you know? Oh my god, physical therapy. Dr. Joven, leave me alone about this. I don't, I, don't have, I don't need physical therapy. I'm built different. You should be able to explode more golems in physical therapy, to be honest. Austin never doing his knee stretches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I will say, uh, uh, Max, you can you know land the Ard Runner uh, on the you know in the dock uh, on the Resubian. Uh, mm-hmm. every, no one's like there right now. Um, I don't know where, where you're going necessarily, but uh, are you going to try to make your way to the diner? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what Mac, that's where Max would go because they've been able to pick up on like the communications about what's going on. So yeah, uh, heading over to the diner is uh, where Max is going. Uh, then uh, I'm not sure what they're going to run up against on the way. If there's any particular golems or like, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great question. Let's cut back though to Trizzy and Buford real quick. Uh, Buford, you have the copy of uh, Trizzy's mind ready to go. Um, what what are you two uh, doing? All right, Trizzy, well, you know the way, uh, the inside of the ship better than anyone. How are we getting to the core? Um, well, I, I mean, my, my routes usually involve going through very small holes in the walls, which is not a great idea if we want to go together. Uh, that, that would be a very uh, me-running-on-a-head idea. Uh, so probably not that. Unless, can you make yourself really small to go through walls? I don't know what all of your weird abilities from your tech body are. Uh, I do. I think I do have an enlarge reduce, actually. I believe that is something I can do. Did I take that spell? Maybe not. Maybe not. Never mind. <laughs> um, uh, do I, can I use enlarge reduce on someone other than myself? I think I have it. Do I have it? Maybe I don't have it. I thought I had it. Have both of us thought... Do, do both of us think we have it but not have it? <laughs> Yes, apparently so. Uh, yeah, so if uh, if I if we don't have a way to get Buford to fit into the walls with her, I guess we just have to take the actual like access tunnels and get there, um, and probably keep an eye out for whatever uh, clones are running around. All right. Uh, so you're going to go to the the more. Uh commonly used access tunnel as you're walking over there um you see uh there is a goblin kind of walking around looking just uh you know it seems not not, not with urgency but a little looking around for something um and as you approach you can see it's king humongous what do you do um is this one of the cloned king humonguses uh, I believe it's a humongi would be the plural uh no humunculus humunculus <laughs> We actually have know what happens if you try to clone King Humongous, which is you just get magic mind like a mindless wild magic uh, thing, which is the the key to the blank tadpole. So there mm. could actually of all the people on ship, I think this might be the only person who can't really be cloned. Okay, um, the legend rule applies. Uh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, Buford will be ah King Humongous, my old friend who I've definitely interacted before this very scene. Are you okay? <laughs> Well, I've been here the whole time, so... Oh, there's two of you. That's weird. Um, I was actually looking for Trizzy, and uh, she has some overalls that belong to me. Um, uh, never, never, never seen Trizzy around here. Nope, no siree. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, that's a shame. So, so somebody sent me a message saying that I can be uh, the, the next uh, uh, second mate if I can... Uh, well, you don't need to know all that. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna go look for Trizzy. Oh, uh, okay. That's uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, you you go find Trizzy, because uh, the two the two of us ne- never seen Trizzy ever. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that you were gonna be a disguised self. Also, second mate is a real thing. I just said that <laughs> without being a hundred percent sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a second mate. Thank, thank goodness it was King Humongous, the only person on this ship who wouldn't go. There's two. There's two Bufords. Maybe one of them is Trizzy. <laughs> <laughs> no, King Humongous is brain brain empty. 
Wait, hold on. I can I can continue my habit of offering people jobs at Gubbins Triple S and go. Uh, wait, now, King Humongous. I know you're trying to angle for this the second mate position, but if you help me, I can make you president of royal relations at Gubbin Triple S. Oh, I don't know what that means, but it does sound cool. I mean. I don't know. The, the, whoever's going to be in charge around here seems pretty dangerous. I don't know if I want to cross them. Uh, I don't think Ophelia is really anything. She's probably not going to survive the rest of the day, to be honest with you. Oh, no. Ophelia is uh, just making the hiring, the firing, and the promotions and demotions. She's not... I mean, <laughs> the, the, the message was uh, signed with a, 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 J, a JPEG of a, a bloody corpse. I don't think it was uh, a sapia resources who said I'm that. I'm sorry. Could you, uh, could you expand on that a li- little bit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> King Humongous uh, like, is like going to leave because neither of you are Trizzy. But he stops and says, yeah, a, a message blast went out when all the chaos started saying whoever's loyal to the – the Lickums Corporation can be the new leadership if we stop, you know, whatever the bad people are doing and whoever's going to be in charge. Uh, Ophelia picked someone else to be in charge because the current team, uh, let me check the message. He pulls out a tablet. Uh, can't be relied on for blah, blah, blah. Fiduciary duty. Does that mean anything to you? Fiduciary. That's fun to say. Uh, fiduciary is like, like legal control or financial control, right? Yeah, based f- f- financial, yes. Okay. Um, and it was signed with a picture of a bloody corpse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's an attachment here. Uh, it looks like, and then there's just like uh, just a random crew person, just a red shirt, who's had their head twisted around 180 degrees. All right. Uh, <laughs> there doesn't happen to be like a, a from on here that says who this new uh, this new. Uh, first mate or whatever is right uh no it doesn't say it doesn't identify now um mm. well i think out of character i know which it probably is but whatever <laughs> um all right we're gonna have to deal with that then um yeah that's gonna be fun okay uh well i gotta go okay if you see trizzy tell her i want my overalls back and i can probably sneak her past uh with all this coup that's going on she can stay as an engineer I'll be, I'll be a very benevolent second mate. I will uh, let her know and um, definitely not make note of you and what you've done here today for future purposes. Sounds good. Bye. I know we've known that. I know we never, we've known King Humongous for forever, but I could. This might this might be the, this might be the end. We might just have to do away with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is. He, he was there for uh, my eighth birthday, which for, he looks good for someone that old. Right, right. But if he was re- if he was a real, he would have been there for your fifth fifth birthday. But you know, maybe that was the first sign that there was a problem with him. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not, not that it's helpful right at this second, because it only lasts for a minute, but I have just realized something very useful that might get us out of a tricky situation. There's currently two Bufords. If I were to cast a mirror image, there would be five Bufords. <laughs> well, that's a lot of Bufords. That's a lot of Bufords, and I have this knowledge, and I need to say it out loud in case an opportunity to take advantage of 60 seconds of five Bufords comes up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
All right, so the two engineers can now enter uh, the the door that leads in deeper into the ship. You can't uh, cut through the tiny tunnels that uh, Trizzy normally uses, but uh, you're on your way to the the AI core. We've interfaced with the AI a couple times now, so you know where it is. We're kind of get, getting down to those dark, uh, you know, uh, original alien style hallways where there's light light flickering. It's very creepy, and it's going to be a good. Uh, climax, but are you uh, doing anything or talking about anything on the way, uh, Artificers? Triz, uh, are you ready to, uh, well, become one with yourself and then have two of you, I guess, again? I, I mean, honestly, yes. I went through a whole little, a whole little spiral not that long ago at being like, ah, oh, this feeling's gotta mean something. Oh no, it means nothing. Uh, uh. There's, a, there's a bit of me in this ship and that makes some sense out of what, what's been going on and I don't like the thought of a me buried under corporate bullshit and I am I am ready. I am I am ready. Yeah, I think we're taking the ter- the idea of working on yourself to the utmost degree at this point. <laughs> I mean, I look. I if we if we're looking at like, it like that, I've been working on myself for months. Look at me. I'm so good at this. Yeah, I mean, you. When we first met, we barely wanted to talk to each other at all. I think we nearly came to blows when I ripped out that uh, uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream machine out of the ship. Um, and now we are capable of, uh, not yelling at each other. Exactly. At one point we were gonna have a big old fight, and now you acknowledge that I'm the smartest engineer on the ship. Not that I'm gonna bring it up very often. <laughs> okay. I, look, I'm, I'm joking. You're amazing. I, I, you, you are incredible. Thank you. Look, I'm a... I'm nothing if not a realist. You created a machine that travels through time and space... At will, accurately. There, there. At that point, there is nothing to argue with. It's factual. But, but you did make a big robot arm, so that's pretty special. That is true. I did. I did make a very large arm. Yeah, I. I didn't make a very big arm. Well, you kind of you made bigger arms for your machine, your mech suit. There, that's that's sort of yeah, similar it's, concept. It's, not the same. it's, like, bi- I, it's, it's big for a person to... of your stature, which is not an insult, it's just relative. No, I, no, I get it, I get it, I get it. But no, no, I didn't have to like interface with nerve endings. You you that's that's like person engineering meets metal engineering. That's wild. All right, let's go progr All right, let's go pro yeah. <laughs> let's go uh, plug your brain into this ear machine. All right, you're making your way through dark corridors. Can I get a perception check from my sure. artificers here? Mm-hmm. Perception. Where's that? Uh, natural 20, 30. Uh, oh, nice. Um, uh, 20. All right. Uh, perfect and good. I'll give you this exactly, which is there's a humming in the walls. Um, which uh, shouldn't be there, and because your rolls are so well, uh, I'm going to give you this additional thing with the crit, which is the humming is uh, a microwave system, um, and someone is trying to cook you alive, but you rolled really well, so you have plenty of time to react to that. 
but uh, the hallway is trapped, and you are soon going to be unbearably hot. Oh no, and then we're going to have to climb a really tall ladder. <laughs> Different game, same series, but I get it. Okay, um, can I see anywhere that is safe from the microwave corridor? No, right now it seems like this whole hallway has been trapped. Um, and you, I mean, getting to your destination, I guess, would be far enough. But like, you're not going to make get there without damage if you try that. Uh, so I don't know if you have the spell, but I do. I have uh, absorb elements, which we could use to. I'm assuming this would probably end up being maybe fire damage to reduce the amount we're taking. I also have an idea. Um, that probably this, uh, whatever is being automated here, if it is automated, likely wants to avoid harming Lickum's property. And what if we just start taking some of these uh, ice cream dispensers, which are obviously in this hallway as well, and use it to to sort of uh, camouflage ourselves as Lickum branded uh, equipment? Doing the end of Predator with ice cream instead of mud. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yes, I do have Absorb Elements. Yeah, I will tell you, if you both use a spell slot on Absorb Elements, you can just bypass this trap by uh, taking in the heat and using it in your uh, machines, your body and your mech suit, respectively. That's a solution. I'm, I'm up for that. That works for me. Let's, let's absorb that microwave radiation. And hope sure. it does nothing uh, too long-term damaging. Uh-huh, and I believe you can both, uh, now that you have stored that microwave energy, can use it in an attack, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're making your way down the hallway, there's this weird humming, you both stop, and then you engage the absorb element ability of your technology. Um, and so you, you have done that successfully. Uh, do either of you talk about that or uh, anything else here before we move to the next part? Um, Trizzy is going to look to Buford and just move her hand like, Left and right, just a very tiny amount. She's gonna do a microwave. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say both of you can uh, short rest here if you get your health back for that. (laughs) Normally it takes an hour, but if y'all want to roll health, that's beautiful. Thank you. I think when Trizzy does the microwave, he starts to just walk back into the microwave hallway before she stops him. Yeah. No, come back. Come back. Worse than Max. Oh, oh my God. Can I get uh, wisdom saving throws from both of you? Sure. Um, We don't get the the, uh, proficiency bonus on this, right? No, I don't. Uh, Unless you're proficient. No. No, this is just a straight D20 for me. 15. Four. Trezzy is too busy giggling at her own joke. Maybe we should both throw a Flash of Genius on that. Yeah, what does Flash of Genius add again? Uh, I'd add a four, I'd add a five, and then you'd add a six to it, so that would be whatever that is. Uh, That'd also be then 15. Okay, yeah, uh, two uh, Flash of Geniuses from both of us, it's a 15 now. All right, two fifteens passes. There's a, some kind of electrical signal that passes over both of your technologies, but you rebuff it with a fifteen. So you don't know what that was about necessarily. You would need a twenty, but something tried to happen to you, and you both uh, resisted it. Fifteen, you just like shut off your receptors. So 
the signal passes harmlessly. Um, I will tell you, as you make your way through this dark hallway, you see a little bit more of that um, goop, that science gel. It's like on a railing. Oh, I guess you already know it's from the clone body, so I don't know why I'm being so coy about it. Um, <laughs> but, like, you're getting closer to whoever has been setting up these traps. They're, they're just ahead. Um, uh, this is, like, the last moment if you want to do anything before we mm-hmm. get to that. Uh, I will... Uh, preemptively cast haste on myself and I I'm just this is just a question for Dan because I started thinking about it um, do we know who the the clones are of like the base person um I, I would say that there's a there is like a base uh, you know a John Smith unit of regular human but that mm-hmm. it can be theoretically used on anyone and I bet a lot of people on the ship have scanned their likeness. I, I bet, you know, I was thinking that, like, Lickums would just, like, have you sign paperwork that lets them scan you whenever they want. And mm-hmm. so probably anyone who's been on the ship is fair game. See, I, I was thinking, oh, the reason Barry has been here this entire season is that they're all just clones of Barry. Uh-huh. I mean, no one's no one in the audience, I know it's an audio medium, but, like, the joke is that no one in the audience knows what Barry is. Like, I saw people in the Discord saying, is, like, is he human? Is he an alien? And, like... Good question. <laughs> yeah, he's Barry. Um, but yeah, uh, I think th- theoretically this could just be a blank human guy, just like a, the most average of all looking human guys. Uh, but also if, if I wanted to, I could just say it's anybody because uh, Lickums has no compunctions. They have no ethical quandary with that. And hold on. So the person that ransacked his room seemed to have an idea of like what they were looking for, right? Um, with, I think with your role in investigation, I think you, yeah, they had they had more than the average person's uh, understanding of what they, like they weren't on your and Trizzy's level, but they, they well, knew let me more. Let like this: Did it seem like they were familiar with his room? Um, I see where you're going, Dan. <laughs> have I have I guessed something? <laughs> I think you're doing a little a little Dan special, a little secret Dan sauce on this Dan recipe. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I don't need to say it out loud because I think we'll find out in a moment. But Buford's eyes narrow and he gets ready to kill someone for the third time. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wow, you've killed someone a lot of times. Okay, um, before we head in, like immediately the second before we walk in, Trizzy is going to cast a mirror image so that there are now five Buford's ready to walk in and be as intimidating a sight as possible. Holy Christ. All right. Uh, so uh, as you all walk up the the last tunnel to the AI core, you see, um, uh, you know, this area that's darkly lit. There's like metal railings. There's the sound of a f- like a cooling fan in the distance. Uh, and there's someone standing in your way of interfacing with the AI. And I will now put an icon in to the roll 20. That's yeah, pitiless plunderer. A $10 card from Rivals of Ixalan. <laughs> uh, not, not, a, not an icon I've seen in the Roll20 yet this season. Oh, but it's a character you've played. There appears to be a human pirate, a space pirate, uh, standing there uh, with a bunch of technology pilfered from your 
uh, your workshop, Buford. They have some kind of like cyborg, um, like uh, you know, but physical enhancers. Actually, they probably have plundered some stuff from Trizzy too, just like parts of an exoskeleton. Uh, the main thing you notice is that their human head does not match. Uh, the body but neck down, which is like ghostly pale and wet uh, with amniotic fluid. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this this space pirate says to you, uh, all five of you Beaufort Gubbinses who appear to be in this hallway, wow, five times the satisfaction. Oh, this is going to be a beautiful torture session. How long was I in there, Gubbins? I taught you this lesson once before. Time to teach it to you again. How many times uh, have to teach this Tr- lesson? Trizzy's gonna make the uh, herself and the other Bufords go, and again, and again, and again, and again. <laughs> uh, I've been in cryostasis for so long, you have no idea how hallucinatory being a body is right now. He's like looking at his hands like he's just like ripped out of his mind on LSD. Uh, And he just says every breath, every texture, every sensation, I, it's mind expanding. You have no idea what you've made me, Buford. All the better to take it away again. I don't even remember the incident you're mad about. It was a hundred million years ago from my perspective. The time prison has made me something else entirely. And your little hippo lady is going to give me all of your work. I'm I'm gonna take all of this. Oh, and then I'm gonna control time. Isn't it beautiful? I was stuck in time forever. And now time will be my. I, th- I think Buford like inhales to say something back and he just kind of goes, you know what? You're all just so fucking boring and he's just gonna attack him. <laughs> all right, roll initiative. Time to kill this pervert. <laughs> Is he a pervert? No, I got a three. <laughs> I don't know, he kept talking about satisfaction in, in ways that sounded like the cyber perverts. Mm. I was like, Mufa just has this effect on people. Yeah, this is the severed head. The nameless severed head, no one's ever said his name on screen, but that was tortured to make the cyber perverts. But now you're f- facing the actual guy, not someone who's copied from the guy. Yeah, this is the, the real guy. The, the source of all perverts. The, the source of all perverts. Um, and he has had his head sewn onto a cloned body. Uh, and Ophelia is like, well, this ruthless person will execute the Lickham Corporation's, uh, you know, f- uh, financial needs. He will do what Tully's monsters won't do, which is uh, ruthlessly profit using the time machine. I rolled a 19. Ah, uh, six. All right. Uh, first up is I'm just gonna say Cyber Pirate. I literally don't think he knows his own name anymore. I think you, because you, your, your torture involved like making time go so slowly for him, where like every second was like a thousand years, and he just like the idea of his old personality has just been completely eroded. Mm-hmm. Yep, which was entirely the point. Buford uh, was uh, this man. Buford let this person live, and then he proceeded to threaten his 
at the time five-year-old sister uh and in uh, the process grievously injured buford so he did he gave everything back to him and more yep uh the cyber pirate is wearing a combination of like prototype buford and prototype trizzy uh inventions so like one of his arms has like what looks like the the suit that trizzy's wearing but like skeletal like it doesn't have the outer panels on it and he's like wearing it like a glove and he thrusts that arm out and uh blasts you all with a wave of thunder damage constitution saving throw i don't know what minus plus mine nine did i i have i rolled a negative you rolled a d2 oh i rolled a d2 and got negative seven (laughs) let me try that again (laughs) <laughs> you Matt, you crit on that D2, by the way, though. You got a two, so... You know. Uh, 13. All right, you both fail. On, on a 25? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I looked at the wrong number. All right, Trizzy, you fail. You're going to take full damage, and Buford uh, is going to take half. Uh, can I... Can I flash you? Woo! Uh, no, that's not a flash you. Okay. That is 34 damage, 17 to Buford, and then both of you are going to need to make, I believe, uh, concentration checks. Or no, mirror, mirror image is not concentration. Uh, haste is, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's 17 damage. And then uh, 27, so I believe that passes. All right. So, yeah, he blasts all of you with one of uh, Trizzy's prototype uh, blasters, the kind of thing you use your thunder cannon for. Um, And he just laughs and says, can you feel it in your bones? Oh, my God, the vibration. It's pure experience. He's just like psyched out of his mind. Austin, Austin, listen to yourself say those words and understand (laughs) why I called this man a pervert. Uh You can only torture someone so long before they learn how to like it, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Also, also wild magic, right? Oh dear. Mm. You don't have to. I don't have to wild magic. No, I'm going to keep it for now because I have a question for Austin about Mm -hmm. mirror image. Uh. Um, Mirror image typically would only be if they target me for an attack. Correct. You'd have to play, do, do you hit the mirror images? I look like Buford. I would argue an attack directed at me or at Buford would, you know, mirror image would would count for. Sure, yeah. Yay, cool, that's good. In that case, yes, no wild magic, I'm staying Buford. Sure, got it. Trizzy, it's your turn. What do you do? They're they're covered in a bunch of um, mechanical contraptions they've uh, cobbled together, right? Correct. Which are made of metal, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, let's heat metal. All right. Uh, so that's going to be... Uh, let me roll that. Eight damage. Not amazing, but eight points of hot metal on them. All right. Um, so you start heating up the metal parts that the the pirate is holding, and he seems he like looks at his hand where it's like starting to blister, and he just like smiles, and he's just like, "Ooh, feeling," <laughs> and it's Buford's turn. Wow. I already forgot he was a pervert. I was trying to get him to drop the stuff, but he's he's a pervert. He likes it. <laughs> he's to hold on yeah. tighter now. Yeah, Buford's muttering to himself. He was a thief in life. And once again, he's trying to fucking rob me. Uh, and he's going to uh, swing at him three times. 29. Oh, my that's Lord. That's a crit. Oh, my Lord. And 34. Holy fucking tits. 
Uh, okay, that's several pieces of damage there. One second, let me total that up. 20 plus 18 plus 8 plus 17. 53, right? 63. 63. Carry the 10. <laughs> All right, you just start wailing on him. You're, you're hasted, and you have these cyborg arms, and you're just going completely berserk on him. Uh, it doesn't seem like he is uh, uh, taking the pain uh, <laughs> to heart. He's just smiling as you batter him around. Um, at the end of the order, layer action, because uh, the cyber pirate has been given command of the ship by Ophelia, and so um, begins uh, activating... Uh, security measures, one of which um, is uh, uh, probably a big surprise for you, uh, which is that a holographic projection comes out of a device that's on the ground. Um, And Trizzy, you recognize this person. Um, Let me put an icon in. Uh, He actually looks different than he looked most of the season. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we are looking at um, a demon that I I can best describe as like Satan, if you, like, really upped the ante on, like, numbers of horns and wings. Like, the, the, you, you, would, you would rule over, like, super hell. <laughs> In the same way that Admiral Grice is a Mind Flayer angel, last we saw Gronk, uh, he took a Mind Flayer demon body, so huge horns, huge wings, but all with, like, the ropey texture of a tentacle from like a squid or octopus. Um, the last time we saw him, he said he wasn't crazy about the name Gronk and was thinking about changing. Um, but this, it appears he's been hacked. He is acting very mechanically. He just appears and just says, uh, you know, aye, aye, captain, I will destroy the intruders. And uh, this fully uh, uh, demonic uh, Gronk is now joining the fight. So that's not good. Let me put this here. Actually, I roll initiative. Oh gosh. Um I think Trizzy's response, um and I don't know if, if there's an ability to like try and try and do anything with it uh, to try and convince this, but I think Trizzy's going for the I know you're in there approach. Um so she's gonna shout I'm gonna call you Gronk because you didn't tell me another name and I, I don't know what else to to call you in the, in this moment, but I know you're in there. Like f- fight this. You you have your freedom. You are your own being. You don't... You can fight this. I'm going to roll a d6 here to try to recharge that really powerful weapon that uh, the Cyber Pirate used. I have to roll a 5 or a 6 on this d6. So here we go. That's a 2. So he cannot use that right away. Um, but the Cyber Pirate's turn, and he's going to see that uh, Buford is you know, punching the shit out of him, and he's going to uh, activate... The cybernetic leg he has attached, which is clearly a prototype of the same kind that Buford is wearing, and gonna try to like just kick through your body, as is his want. And here we go. Fourteen's uh, not gonna hit. And twenty also not gonna hit. Twenty doesn't hit. I have twenty-four AC right now. You are a mad person. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> holy shit. That's so okay. So the cyber pirate and you are trying to like trade cybernetic blows, and you are just you so much better than he's ever been. Um, and he's extremely out of practice, literally from his perspective, millions of years out of practice. So you are whipping, whipping his ass. Yeah, I think. And uh, when I first, I don't remember if I had introduced him as this or I had talked about it. He was also a cyborg who who was like the big hotshot who thought he was like you know the 
the shark in the ocean, but he was the little fish in a, or the big fish in a little pond. And then he met Buford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so w- with that, you were you're beating his ass, and now uh, the cyber, the hard light like uh, construct that Trizzy is known as Gronk for the whole campaign, uh, spreads his wings and begins summoning a kind of digital hellfire. A dexterity saving throw, both of you. Uh. Dex. Are you sure that's not intelligence or constitution? 14, and I'm going to put a flash of genius on it to make it a 19. Uh, crit 23. Wow. Uh, so you are both going to take half, which is only seven. Only seven damage as uh, Gronk starts summoning fire around you, and you all are pretty protected by your metallic components and are not overly worried about that, but you, there are two two enemies now in this hallway as you are all uh, fighting your way to the core. Trizzy, it's your turn. Um, do I have any sense of whether, like, the, the nature of Gronk's takeover is in any way magical? Um, no, I think you know it's a hack. It's just a, it's a, it's a normal our world hack. Okay, I was looking at dispel magic and being like, can I, can I dispel hack? I mean, I I do think that's it's not a bad. I think maybe I would require a roll rather than it just going away, because dispel magic yeah. is something that uh, can very easily turn off things. Let me see. When you use it fourth level or higher, you automatically end the effects of a spell if the spell's level is equal to or yeah. So I think you would need to like burn this at a higher level. Maybe okay. we could talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, so it's a third level spell usually. Uh, I'd be happy to burn it at a fourth level. And if you want uh-huh. a roll on it, let me know what feels like a good fit. Yeah, I think it's going to be an intelligence contest between you and the cyber pirate to take control. Because he has, like, hacked into uh, all of the ship's you know, okay. systems. Good thing I'm proficient in that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you want you want to roll this? This is uh, a really big ch- uh, <laughs> thing you're trying here. So Yeah, okay. Intelligence contest, uh, 22? Oh no, come on, nine. <laughs> Thanks, Austin. <laughs> I mean, listen, you both, uh, you spent the spell slot and wagered the roll, so no one can say that you didn't uh, earn it. Uh, you want to pay me this picture of you bringing uh, this character back to himself? Um, <laughs> yeah, what was what was the, the stupid name? It was B- Bomb Trady? <laughs> <laughs> that was what we said jokingly. Do you want to give him a? Uh, is there a permanent name? Maybe like you're you you log in, like you like you interface with him, and you find like in his files the name he wants to be called, and that's oh, how you can like bring him out. I I like that a lot. I like that a lot. What's what's the name? I need I need a I need some cool demon names. Mm. <laughs> I'm just googling cool demon names. I mean, look, I might look. I'm looking at infer. To be fair, I'm looking at infernal names. Oh yeah, um, I found this Wikipedia page as well. This is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Damien Scorchfly. <laughs> <laughs> um, g- give me a second to like, see if any of these uh, speak to me. Um, I just like the one from Mom Loves Best, the evil and demon baby names. <laughs> Just like... Abaddon, the despoiler. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a Warhammer thing, too. Shh, nobody knows that. I mean, Ab- Abaddon is... I like I like, I like Abaddon. 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 Just Abaddon's, Abaddon's, Abaddon's for day, you know? For days. I know that. How dare you? Yeah. Um, I think I think Trizzy's gonna, gonna turn around and uh, shout, um, I know you can do this. You can, you can fight this Abaddon. 
uh, and will blast the magic to try and sort of shock the system. All right, you dispel uh, the Cyber Pirate's control over Abaddon, the Mind Flayer demon, who joins your side now. And it's just, you know, thank you, Tracy. You have been a steadfast ally. You've given me my own mind and my own freedom. And I will, gl- I, I will help you. I'm glad that you recognize it's me right now. Um, I know that I'm one of many Bufords, but I'm, I'm glad we got this kind of connection. <laughs> yeah, no, you were both mentally. You were like, uh, you know, both in the um, cyberverse together. <laughs> this is how this is working. Um, Buford, it's your turn. Right. This fight really turned around on me. I need a con <laughs> saving throw. 24. I believe that passes then. Uh, oh, no. And I'm going to start swinging at him again. 25, 35, and 28. Yeah, that's all. You should have made their AC like 30, Austin. That's the only way you're going to avoid getting hit by Dan at this point. Yeah. Uh, Damn, I really thought this character had more juice. (laughs) (laughs) I should not underestimate Dan. Uh, That'd be 48 damage. Uh, lethal or non-lethal? Oh, oh! You know what? This time it's gonna be lethal, and he's going to look at uh, this uh, pirate in the eye and go, "Let me remind you who I am," and then grab him around the throat and just start pulling till his head comes off. <laughs> um, Tr- oh Trizzy and the mirror image Bufords are like ominously standing around in a circle, backing up the image of. Ooh, scary Bufords. Oh, yeah, you see five Bufords as he dies. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, you're crushing his head, and he just says, uh, Oh, the end! It's coming! Finally! Here it comes! And then you rip his head off. Yeah, and then he just tosses it aside like garbage. All right. Uh, up ahead of you is the AI core, but... Uh, Max Ina, do you get to the diner with uh, all your friends? Well, I, I, I had an idea about a, a cooler way for Max to board the ship when they arrive back on the Ard Runner. Um, uh, because the Ard Runner can shift between flight and ground mode, uh, instead of like, <clears throat> instead of disbar- disembarking and moving on foot, they just come in, come low, and then just shift into hoverbike mode and just sort of zoom through the Resubian on, on as, a, as a hoverbike to try to get to, um, try to get to Andre's place. But I have a feeling that something happens on the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you see, um, you know, ice cream golems attacking people. You, you know, see general, general Bedlam, but you're going so fast, you can pretty much run over any trouble that you want to on the way there. Um, is there anything specific you want to you want to try to do? Because I think you can get to the diner if you mm-hmm. want. I, I think Max is going to do with a can to, like, help anyone who is struggling against the golems or otherwise. If someone is, if people are holding on their own, that's fine. But if someone is struggling, Max is... It's got to be hard pressed for Max to just ignore someone who is in who is in need. But I don't know if that's something we want to spend too much time on. But yeah, why don't you give me an acrobatics check 
with your pilot senses to just like pop a wheelie and drive through a golem that is menacing somebody. Just like Cortazar's trying to block the 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 attacks from a lemon lime ice cream monster. Nah, he needs some more help. We gotta send a couple people after Cortazar. Yeah, we've established the defense specialist can only defend himself when no one is watching, as in there's no one actually attacking him. Yeah, so that'd be like a 32 at that point then. Uh yeah, perfect. You absolutely can just uh, put put a bike through the middle of this attacker on your way. Max just has to. Uh, it's just like oh, I have to clean this afterwards. Why was I thinking? No. Uh, all right, no time for that. And then just kind of guns it over to Andre's place, um, doing like a sip. Can, can, can we get a roll for Cortazar to not like trip and fall into like a wastebasket afterwards immediately? <laughs> Uh-huh. Let me let me do a little deck save here. That's a five. Quarters <laughs> are upside down in the trash can. <laughs> it's, it, I'm glad it's not only me that fucks up Cortazar's rolls. Um, but Max, you can um, you know Akira slide your motorcycle into the diner uh, to meet up with everybody. Yep, uh, that is in, indeed how Max makes their entrance into the diner, and then uh, makes a go straight to. Give Cammy a big hug and just be like, "Okay, uh, uh, well, I don't think we're completely out of it, but uh, at least, at least the diplomats are safe, and it feels like we're getting the situation under control." Do we have any idea what's happening to uh, to, to Buford and, and Trizzy? Are, are they here? When you say that the diplomats are safe, I would say you look around and you do not see Yaush. That is notable. Everyone else is here. The Formith Cube has been returned to their to their people, but uh, only Jennifer and Dot are here in the diner. Yaush is not. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I'll... Uh, Cece, uh, I, I think I'm going to go out and see if I can find where Yaush is just to make sure that they're doing okay. Wait, I want to go with you. Oh, uh, sure. I got room on the bike for you. I go faster if I float through my little tubes. They go all over the place. All right. Well, let's just keep in talk then, Mathers, and uh, we'll see if we can... I'm going to make bike noises in there, though, so it's like we're both riding a motorcycle. Oh, that's that's the way you got to do it there. All right. Uh, I'll be right back then. Uh, Mathers, let's go. Let's go. Let's go get... Father, right? Let's go get Yaush. Yeah. <laughs> um all right so what do you what do you two do i guess what do you three counting mathers is going through tubes but uh you don't know where yaush is i guess try to figure out where the most action is because i assume uh yaush is on like a, a, a blood mission right now he's he's, he's <laughs> fucking he's, he's croaking furied up he's just going through as many as possible so it's gotta be wherever like the concentrate of these things are i guess wherever no one's been like needed to go to fight anything because that's where like the most concentration would be mm-hmm. an orb after my own heart uh survival check to to read the flow of battle on the resubian to figure out oh another 32 <laughs> sweet baby lord <laughs> max just naturally has expertise and in- a four this is a team effort all right, so the team succeeds with a 32, and you can follow burn marks because uh, from beholder eye lasers, uh, there aren't, I don't think, any hostile beholders here, so that can only be your your friendlies, and you follow them 
uh, to the entertainment deck where we had the whole clown arc. And you see uh, destroyed uh, uh, ice cream golems everywhere. Um, and uh, you actually see some what appear to be like naked cloned human bodies, <laughs> which have also been deployed. Um, these have all been just zapped apart uh, by Yao shit appears. And you follow this trail of uh, dead into the entertainment deck and specifically uh, the movie theater. Oh, this is where I'm at my strongest. <laughs> it's when you have movie powers. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Where are all, Austin? Where are all the best vampires? That's right. The movies. In the movies, yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do anything before you enter the movie theater? Get some popcorn. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, might as well. The, the machine still works, you know. Thankfully. Uh, I want to put on a new cape. I want to uh, straighten up and uh, get going because this seems like it's going to be cool and climactic. Yeah, Mathers grabs popcorn for you as you motorcycle into the movie theater, and you see on the on the screen so someone has turned on like a, a really art, artsy uh, movie. It's like really bold colors, really evocative, uh, like framing of some something. It's like in a an alien language <laughs> that you probably don't understand, um, but you see uh, several figures in here. One is Yaush, and the other two I'm gonna put into the roll twenty for you to enjoy. You'll note that these are characters who I didn't say was in the diner. That's Lisa, yeah. Lisa the clown. Lovable, lovable clown. Oh, oh wow, that is a new image there. And that looks like Dash Ina there. It Wait. sure is. Oh no, oh no, what are they doing here? Uh, all three of them turn to look at you uh, and don't say anything, which is a little eerie. Can I do an insight roll? Uh, I, fi- I get the feeling these aren't really uh, people in control of themselves. Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I rolled in 21. And if Max is rolling insight, they rolled a 28. Oh my. Yep. So you succeed, and you can immediately tell that Yaush has been uh, ice creamed. An ice cream golem is inside of him and he is using uh, his psychic powers to control Lisa the Clown and Dash the uh, Ardling. So all three of them are hostile to you. Uh, they were going to, you know, try to pretend like they were your friends and then attack you, but you, you know, get off the motorcycle and immediately you see uh, Yaush is like uh, dripping uh, <laughs> some some uh, circus peanut flavored ice cream onto the floor. Oh, what I have to do now is I have to get Lisa to kiss Yaush and suck all the ice cream out. Also, what fucking monster wastes ice cream flavored like circus I was going to say, like, that's (laughs) what an atrocious flavor. Who the hell? Who? My dad likes circus peanuts. Oh. Yeah, he's from Jersey. It makes sense. He's from the Bronx. (laughs) That's close enough to the Jersey. He chose where to live. Like, well, listen, okay, we're, th- those New York teams, they're all in New Jersey anyway, so it's, it's close enough, you know? I will i will say this. As someone who used to work in, like, an old-fashioned, like, sweet shop with all the sweets in the jars, the people who would come in and just buy circus peanuts were always super chill and lovely. They'd always be very, very polite. Yeah, my dad's based. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is based. Um, so That's the episode title. There we go. <laughs> All right, roll initiative. <sighs> All right, up uh, fifteen. I, I got a thirteen. 
I need you to roll low, Austin. See, now that's lower than Max, but higher than Cecilia. I don't like that. I, I, I don't like that either. I do like it. It's 13, 14, 15, so it was a really close lineup here. So, Max, you're going to go first. Uh, just to restate what's happening is we're all in a movie theater. There's a, a, a an alien film playing in the background uh, while you all stand here. Uh, Yaush, the mind witness, is floating up in the air, kind of dripping uh, circus peanut ice cream out from the, the, the mind flayer mouth in the bottom. You remember mind witnesses have all the tentacles of a mind flayer <laughs> and, and all the eye stalks of a beholder on their fleshy uh, orb bodies. Uh, we discussed all the eye stalks have the Naruto symbols in the eyeball. And now he has all the peanut the, the circus peanut ice cream inside of him. So it's just like just maximalist here, you know. And he is using his uh, psychic might to control Lisa the Clown and Dash the Ardling, who are going to attack you all. But Max, you're up first. You have uh, Akira slid your motorcycle into the fight. <laughs> I, I just realized, don't Cecilia and Max both have like reduced movement speed and such? Or is that just Max with reduced movement speed due to their injuries? I think yours is reduced movement speed and hers is disadvantage on uh, acrobatics. But you both <laughs> fucked up your legs. Yeah, we both have fucked like both of us have fucked up legs going into this fight. Um, yeah, she fell uh, several floors through a spaceship, and you have a psychosomatic injury from having a building fall on you in a dream. <laughs> Team uh, ankle shattered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to propose that. Uh, while we're not in a field of flowers, I'd like to imagine that the alien movie has like just it's just silent film with like this weird large field that's strangely of like roses and daffodils for no clear reason. But it just happens to fit the scene. Anyway, uh, Max kind of sees the situation in front of them and is hesitant to like uh, is hesitant to attack their mom at least at first so what they'll do is sort of like get off the bike so they can kind of take some cover behind some of the theater seats and then try to take uh some shots at yaush to start things off here so all right so let's do two shots at yaush that's a 15 and an 18 both hit yeah yaush is a oh. big squishy red orb not not wearing mm-hmm. any armor so it's gonna yeah. be pretty uh, easy t- Yep, uh, Max is going to tag a uh, favored foe on Yaush, so this will basically do an extra D6 on the first damage roll here. So the total damage on both of those, holy shnikes, those are some good-ass rolls. Uh, that is 25 plus 28 plus D6, 4. So that's uh, 57 damage on the first pair of shots that Max levies against uh, Yaush as they dive into cover. Sweet, merciful baby Tiamat. Uh, yeah, you, sh- you, <laughs> every one of those impacts sends a uh, splattering of ice cream onto the the film screen <laughs> instead yeah. of blood. Yeah, it's just like this is what the sharpshooter feet does. Uh, like that's gonna leave a mark. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, <my> <laughs> I hate you so much. You both have you both have quoted Tommy Boy in rapid succession. Is that what's playing behind us? Is that? <laughs> It's <laughs> a weird alien interpretation of Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking that this was like the scene in Atomic Blonde where they fight in front of uh, Tarkovsky's stalker. I was like, oh, that's such a great fight scene. And then <laughs> you both c- quote the Chris Farley comedy Tommy Boy. So that's uh, all, I, all I can think now is this life or death fight against your 
lover and your mother, respectively, and then you're just both like, fat guy in a little coat. That that listen, that's the dick. That is that is. Listen, for Yaush, I think that's what Yaush deserves in all this, but that's beside the point. But yeah, Max is doing that, diving behind cover and just sort of like trying to uh, get out of line of sight because they have a bad feeling that their mom's going to be just shooting them with their bow and her bow in just a moment here. And that's yep. their turn. Yep, it's Yaush's turn and going to use the telepathic hub ability to control their allies. Uh, first up, Dash is going to uh, knock a special arrow into her kind of uh, cyber compound bow. This is something mm-hmm. we've seen her use when she was summoned by Formith, but I don't know if we've seen her actually use it before. Um, mm-hmm. Her body kind of uh, articulates strangely like against her will, uh, just like that, moving roughly at the joints as she pulls back the uh, kind of <laughs> what seems to be like a hard light string and shoots mm-hmm. into the ceiling with a, an arrow of darkness, which explodes into a cloud obscuring your uh, shots against Yaush. So now there's a big dark cloud in the air. Uh, so it's going to be harder to hit him. That was her first mm. attack. Then she's going to turn and start shooting at uh, you, Max. Do you have um, cover? Do you have a, is that the thing you actually have mechanically, I, or is that flavor? It's more flavor. I mean, mechanically, I think it's more interesting for them to not have cover so that they are more likely to get hit. So I'm going to say they don't actually have cover. They're just trying to have cover. All right. So we're, uh, she's going to start shooting arrows at you. Can you actually roll your uh, shots against her? Because you both have come from similar schools of firearms and archery. Sweet. Yeah. So you want to be just how many attacks do you want from her? Two. All right. Uh, that's a 19 and a 26. So both will hit max. All right. Roll that damage. I think one is a uh, an electricity arrow and the other is a like a thunder arrow. So she's trying to incapacitate or knock you down. So that'd be fifty-one damage on those oh, two shots there. Dear, all right. Because if you're using if you're using Max's gun mm-hmm. as the stat line there, which is two d six plus seventeen damage, that's what it does there. All right. Can you strength saving throw to not be knocked uh, down the stairs in the movie theater? Sure thing. That's a twenty-seven on the strength saving throw there. All right. Yeah. You you are uh, you are exactly where you want to be, but you are hit with two arrows, which certainly hurts. Um, and then we're going to have. Uh, Lisa the Clown run up on you, St. Cecilia, with the good nunchucks that you gave the her. The good nunchucks. Your, yep, yeah. during your last downtime scene. Uh, can you roll me your attacks on yourself? Yeah, you're, you're all basically facing <laughs> someone else who has, you know, a, a great knowledge of you and your abilities, so it's going to be pretty tough. A 26 will hit now. Am I rolling that with sneak attack damage? Uh, you, she would if she had another ally in, in melee with you, but she does not. So that is not how that works. That's a shame that it's only going to be nine damage. All right. So and she... I'm going to backdash afterwards. It only take five, uh, what, four, I think is. No, it's roll. It's round up five. Um, all right. So, uh, as a rogue, you or you only get one attack, right? And I guess a bonus action yes. it can be used to do an offhand attack, but she doesn't have that. Uh, so as a clown, she has a bonus action called Phantasmal Form. Uh, she can turn into something else. Uh, I will read this. The clown veils itself and everything it is wearing uh, and becomes something small enough to fit into the clown's space, such as a floating balloon. Um, I think we're in a, a movie theater, so she just becomes uh, – she just like crumbles into a, po- a pile of popcorn. <laughs> Try to fight me now. Oh, man. Well, she's beauty and she's grace. 
I'm. <laughs> I really hope someone else in our audience goes to Regal Cinema and knows what you're doing. Uh, mind witness in the cloud. Uh, Yaush is going to start doing eye rays on all of you. We're going to have to roll a d6 to see which ray you all get. That's a two. It is a fear ray and a six, which is a telekinetic ray. Uh, let's see who wants the fear ray. I guess I shouldn't let you choose, but. Uh, Max, can I get a wisdom for the fear? And can and Cecilia, can I get a strength for the telekinetic? That would be a five for the fear ray. All right, you are a feared. I rolled a negative one. Oh my god! My strength on a failed save, uh, the mind witness can move you thirty feet in any direction, uh, which I guess is going to be up, Saint <laughs> Cecilia, and, and then you were going. You were going to hit the ceiling of the movie theater and then fall and, uh, you know, uh, hurt yourself on the way down. Uh, so this, as, it's, as I'm going down, I'm going to say, this thing's nicer than my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Uh, all right. We are at, at St. Cecilia. Can you roll the damage against yourself again for the fall before you take your turn? 13. So I'll backdash away and take seven. All right. No, I only used that. So I uh, just take, what is it? 13. That sucks. Yep. Yep. You land awkwardly on top of a, a, a chair and it hurts like hell and you go rolling onto the ground. Uh, so Yaush is in control, obscured in a dark cloud up off the ground. So it's going to be hard to reach. What do you do? Uh, I'll look towards Lisa and say, I miss your musk. Uh, and then I think I'm just going to have to pull out my gun and shoot. I never, ever use my gun, uh, but I do have one. So I'm first going to try. Hold on, I just have to read something real quick here. Okay, I can still see Yaush, correct? No, I can't see him at all. He's just in a dark cloud completely. Correct. Okay. All right, I'm going to try to stab Lisa then. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. uh thirty-two. Uh, actually, first, can I get a, a wisdom or in insight, actually, check to, quote, pierce the illusion and discern the clown's true form? Uh, 17. Perfect. And you actually have advantage on that because you're a butterfly. So uh, the, the, the thing she gave you lets you uh, attack her. <laughs> oh, beautiful. All right. Uh, sorry, hon. This is going to hurt. Uh, one. It's the, I'm not doing sneak attack because I have no allies next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just going to be 11 damage. All right. So you uh, grab your rainbow rapier and plunge it into the popcorn, which reforms as Lisa, who stumbles back, having been stabbed. Mm -hmm. All right. It sounds like we're back to Max. All right. Seeing that, like, now that Yaush is obscured and recognizing just how much of a threat uh, dashes damage-wise, Max is going to have to turn their gun on their own mother for this next volley of shots here. So uh, uh, they pop, uh, they got hit by those two arrows, uh, were able to maintain their balance and not fall completely over with the lightning shot and everything else. Turn and apply two shots towards Dash. The first one is a botch with a 12, and the second one's a 28. Yeah, I mean, what the gun you're using is like a laser pistol, right? Right. So I feel like it hits the screen behind Dash and the the screen catches fire. 
Right. That's the, sort of an idea there. So, you know, we'll have to tell we'll have to tell somebody later on, get yourself a new screen. But, you know, that's beside the point. Um, the, or is uh, the theater just going to burn down? Yeah, it's exactly there. But the theater being on fire, I think it's I think is an appropriate like amplification to happen because of that. Um, then as a bonus action, Max has a few things that they can do. Uh, but what I'm going to uh what I'm going to have Max do to kind of help keep themselves upright a little better here is cast a uh, basically a level four cure wounds on themselves. Uh, no, I can't do that. That's a I need a bonus action. I need they have to do a level four uh, healing drone targeted on themselves to start here. So they're going to heal themselves. Wow, pretty low damage. There are only ten hit points there. But they have the drone deployed around themselves to provide a little bit of protection and healing while the theater starts to burst into flames. Yeah. So we're back to enemy's turn. Uh, let's do uh, eye beams from Yaush, who's in the obscuring cloud again. So the D6 against Max is a fear. You're already feared, so that's a waste. And a one against Cecilia. One is, I love using beholders, aversion. The target must succeed on a charisma save on a failed save the target has disadvantage on attack rolls for one minute you already have that i guess it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah <clears throat> um i rolled a 14 just in case yeah i mean you you so the the ray doesn't do anything worse than you already having recently lost your and had your hand replaced ah so yeah Dang. you're both Yaush is blasting you both with rays from inside the cloud but so far it hasn't really uh, done much besides throw cecilia into the ceiling <laughs> Joke's on you. We're so battered it doesn't even work any for anymore. So I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Lisa gets up in your grill, Cindy Cecilia. Uh, it's going to be rapier versus nunchucks. Uh, why don't you roll on yourself uh, right for me here? A 30, which is going to hit. Oh, yeah. So an interesting thing is because you're both in close quarters combat, you can see her eyes, which are clearly like afraid and upset that she's fighting you as her body moves against her own will, which is pretty upsetting. You're both going to need therapy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, 12 damage is what I rolled, but I'm going to backdash away, so I'll take six. All right. Uh, try to keep myself a little alive here. You get cracked across the face with the good nunchucks. Uh, meanwhile, Dash shoots a necrotic arrow at Max. Uh, why don't you roll against yourself? This is not damage. This is going to keep you from being able to heal because you have busted out the mm -hmm. healing drone. Right. All right. Uh, so let me do ahead. And this is going to be minus four. Okay. Plus uh, seven. That's only an 11 on that shot there. That's going to miss. So, yeah, we'll roll that again. She knocks another one. She basically wants to keep you from healing once, the, once this arrow hits. Another 11. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, she has three. One more. All right. That's a 25. That one will hit there. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so in this case there, just Max is trying to, heal, trying to heal themselves and Dash is tactically doing the correct thing and trying to... to Make Max waste their fourth level spell slot again. Uh, <laughs> um, and it takes three shots in order to do it, but no damage to Max is at least something there. So, All right. I am going to start 
by looking Lisa right in the eyes. I'm meeting back her very panicked gaze with one of like sort of a troubled reassurance. Like ah, this, everything's going to be all right. I don't actually have control of this situation, but everything is going to be okay. Uh, and I am going to enter into my mind palace and try to uh, uh, basically figure out the way she's fighting with the good nunchuck. So I crit fail on my insight check. Uh, oh my she's Lord. too wild. I, I mm-hmm. can't possibly discern her wild movements. The good nunchuck is just unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> So I will uh, bemoan it. I will say, so you're telling me there's a chance. And then I will try to uh, attack her. Uh, I crit fail. I don't even need to roll the second one. I just crit fail my roll. Oh, shit. Two crit fails in a row. Oh, no. Yeah, roll the damage on yourself. She nunchucks you. Do I get get a sneak attack on myself? I do not think so, no. Damn. You're not your own ally when you hit yourself. Uh, 12 damage. All right, you you two are getting your ass beat a little bit. Uh, at the end of the order, the fire spreads uh, through the movie theater, and the the whole place fills up with smoke. Can I get Constitution saving throws? Fourteen for Max, and eight. <laughs> uh, Max, you're fine. Uh, Cecilia, I think you are starting to breathe in some of uh, some smoke here. You're gonna take a level of exhaustion. Uh. Max, is, Max shakes off the uh, as much as they can to the necrotic stuff and just sort of realizes they have to, they can't attack Yaush. Thankfully, because Yaush is in darkness and Max doesn't have line of sight to them, they don't have the negative effects of fear at the moment because they don't have line of sight. But they got to take, they, they got to stop their mom because their mom is a huge ass damage threat in this room here. So <clears throat> what they're going to do is they're going to uh, try to approach the approach the front of the theater also because they're thinking uh i'm i'm gonna have to find a way to drag my mom away from the fire that's building up in this theater so we can contain this whole thing but as they move they'll take two shots off towards dash uh it's 20 and another botch oh my gosh this isn't going well (laughs) yeah this is not good um um all right, so Max is still trying to approach to get closer to Dash. As a bonus action, they're going to invoke um, one of the their subclass features called Evasive Maneuvers. Um, they are going to dodge as a bonus action, so attacks against Max will have disadvantage for the next turn. Ooh, okay. Uh, and if you are done, we're back to Yaush, who's going to do some more beams from the Magical Cloud of Darkness. That is an aversion on Max and a fear on Cecilia. So, Charisma, Max, and uh, Cecilia, Wisdom. That's an 11 for the Charisma save. I rolled a 9. Oh my god, they both failed. So, uh, Max now has disadvantage on attack rolls, and Cecilia is afraid of Yaush. So, you I mean, you're not fighting Yaush anyway, but that is the effect there. And then uh, your counterparts attack you against St. Cecilia and, uh, and uh, Dash. So, 13 damage. And then for Dash, uh, this is going to be with disadvantage, so... First attack is a 23. Second attack is a 9. And third attack is a 19. So two of those three hits will, attacks will hit. All right. And uh, it's guaranteed to knock Max out. Oh, shit. Because uh, 
Max only has Max didn't come here with full health, and uh, Max has 33 hit points. The bonus of the damage is 17. Max is guaranteed to be knocked out from these shots here. All right, so uh, we're we're uh, uh, painting a really climactic picture of you in the, like the old guard of this, you know, crack force, the Ard Wing we've been talking about. She is like a stone cold badass. We've never seen her fight on screen before. So what does this look like? Because this is, uh, you know, two like level thirteen, extremely cool characters fighting in a burning theater. What's what's this knockdown look like? Uh, I mean, Max is you know dragging themselves along the aisle towards Dash. And um, because you know, they, they, because of their legs, they have to use like the armrests on the seats as support while they move in, while taking shots, which is, I think aids to them taking having multiple botches here. Um, and Dash is just sort of stoically standing there. Uh, there is obviously sadness behind her eyes because she is being compelled to attack uh, her child. And but she can't do anything to stop. And um, in this most recent in this recent volley here, there's just a, a shot that comes out. The arrow hits Max uh, in the leg in the first one. The second one m- misses between their feet. Uh, the first arrow hits them in the leg. Second shot misses between their feet, and the third one just kind of hits them in the shoulder causing them to reel and just fall over on the ground as they lose the ability to hold on to the armrest here the uh, damage roll is uh yeah that'd be total uh, 48 damage to give an idea max was at 33 at the time there um and even if max was at full health they would have been taken down to zero in those two sets of attacks that hit them all right, so yeah, you you get hit twice with arrows and go down. It's looking really grim for the team, uh, but Saint Cecilia, you have one more uh, attack here, one more turn, I should say, before the uh, fire uh, layer effects here take place at the end of the order. What do you do? <laughs> um, this is bad. <laughs> um, this is an important question, Austin. Can Mathers? drive a motorcycle (laughs) (laughs) i love that you asked it i mean yeah he doesn't have proficiency but he can all right i saint cecilia i should say is going to grab max and start booking it out of the theater uh i want to put max on their bike and then say to mathers you need to drive this as fast as you can to find somebody who can help. And then she is going to basically like kind of close the door to the movie theater and just go back in to try to stall. Yeah, I mean, the scene. So we see uh, Mathers riding on the motorcycle. Uh, Max slumped over behind, riddled with arrows. Um, we see, uh, you know, St. Cecilia at the top of the, uh, or actually at the bottom of the movie theater stairs, right? Because you come up into the movie theater. It's on fire. There's just three really powerful enemies. Um, what, what do you do? So, like, what does your last stand look like? This could be, I, I mean, I genuinely don't know how this ends. The whole thing's on fire. So I have an idea that 
like as Saint Cecilia is going down, because I assume at this point it's mostly just like smoke inhalation uh, is going to be <laughs> what kind of takes her down at this point. Uh, she is going to rush over to Lisa and uh, she is going to take her sword and make a long cut against her arm that's still flesh and hover the blood over Lisa's mouth. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>